Booyakasha. What is wrong with you? Well, all right, <laughs> Hello, Internet. This is Hello, Monster, Internet. This is Monster Hi, and the Childish Things. Mrs. Frida's Halfway Home, session 43. Go, oh, sweet. We are Jesus. three sessions really? away from beating RPPR's New World. <laughs> yes, oh I just God. I just totaled them last night. I, I I went and organized everything. It would be session 42, except I made one episode, two sessions. Um, oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, God. Oh, man. Oh, God. We get it. Oh, God, man. God, man. God, man, oh. Power. God, man versus power Christ. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fuck Fritas. We're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to make a religious kid with that as his monster. Power well, Godman or Power Christ? Christ. This, this is my monster, Power Christ. <laughs> he got like five. Or I don't think I would ever post that. I'm just going to say. The power of Christ compels you. He should basically uh, be, be physically designed off of, uh, off of Space Marines. No, no, no. Uh, well, Power Christ is like a, a like a life-size action figure that comes to life. He's, he's I, I'm just, Christ, but with kung fu grip. Yeah. <laughs> I was just I was just imagining a big man. Like, this is this enormous this enormous thing of a person, and then and then the Power Christ compels you is is, is really more akin to grabs you and compels you to do something. It's like that picture of him on the cross just breaking it with his muscles. Yes. <laughs> Screw your sins, I'm going home. <laughs> and and Jesus is already been a space marine. He was called the Emperor. Anyway. That's true. Space Marines. Anyway, now that we've fully, you know, offended half of our listener base. Yeah, what is, game. What, what is this? Some sort of irreverent gaming web web post show? <laughs> <laughs> well done. What is, what is this actually? <laughs> Where am I? What is this? How did you people what get to I my house? Here? I need to go home. Is this a web post show? <laughs> Holy crap! I just I just realized the pricing. I just realized the pricing on that on on those bolters. I thought the I thought the pricing listed. I, I read the shipping prices as the actual prices. <laughs> oh yeah, no, much much higher. No, yeah, that happens Sorry when you, you cut all this stuff out, future Matt. Yeah, what's, I'm, what's my name? Why am I in a car? Am I driving? Barry's driving. Hey, if you're here and I'm here, who's flying the plane? Barry's driving. Oh, oh no! This is going to be a great game. I oh, yeah. Play. Well, yeah, well, the, the actual game is going to suddenly get a lot more somber once we start, on account of all the death. Get your turmoil <laughs> pants on, guys. Turmoil pants? They have, like, extra suspenders or something? I don't know what turmoil does to you. Uh,. I I assume they <laughs> okay. This is gonna be gross and disgusting. I don't want. Nope, 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 nope. Let's not talk about gross and disgusting as it relates to pants. I'm just gonna draw the line right there. I'm just saying. Diapers. That's still that's that's also Get your emotional turmoil hats on, guys. We're in for. That's just crap in your hat. Entry 97 on things Charlie's not allowed to say. Whatever he was about to say. Turmoil and pants. Both those things. Session title. We're done. Let's go. Turmoil and pants. 
<laughs> well, the, well, the thing it's was, just, the thing was back be... when this was going to be session 42, and since we were going to answer a bunch of questions in it, I was originally going to call it the answer to life, the universe, and everything. But then I screwed up, and we have too many sessions now. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh... It, would ma- it would fulfill our one Douglas Adams reference for the podcast. Okay, this needs to be turmoil you wear pants to. <laughs> turmoil to wear turmoil pants to. I like it. Done. We'll probably come up with something better during the session, but yes. I know it's turmoil to wear pants to. I have a name for the session already. It's going to be good, but, you know. All right. Uh, <laughs> so I will Hi, be- Internet. Yeah. What the fuck was that? I don't know. Charlie <laughs> likes to make this game. Noises. And that's in comparison to me. Forming the pearl. That was a harumph. <laughs> he's got irritation. And now he's going to form a pearl. <laughs> yes, I am a clam. <laughs> Maybe. I was just a clam with a headset. Sorry, future Matt. God <laughs> uh, damn it, you people. A clam with a headset, and, a, a, a headset and beard. I'm not sorry at all, current Matt. Oh, and a mullet kind of thing. Because ha- has... Who's running this game? <laughs> I am. Well, then you are, it. Sam. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hello, Internet. We're playing games. Shut up! I'm controlling this crew line. <laughs> you guys don't shut up right now. I'm turning this car around and going right back home. <laughs> Turn this podcast around. I will be on the cliff and kill everyone inside. Please survive. I'll take out my gun and shoot the survivors. Look, I'm muting in the character right now. I'm muting my mic. Start the game. All right. <clears throat> All right. Let us start the game. Jingle. Jingles. Hannah. Jingles. Yes. You've been spending yes. most of the day with Arowina because after, you know, Tim went off to do some thing. Uh, you've been spending most of your... What? What? You gotta speak up. to do with your finger. Yeah. And, Anna, your mic's coming in soft. You gotta... Oh my god, why is it so quiet? Quiet. Hold on. Is this better? <laughs> How can you forget you lost a finger, James? That's not something you just forget. Uh, yeah. Apparently Tim does. <laughs> Then again, it's Tim. All right, so yeah, you are uh, you are uh, spending you know time with Arowina. You're in like the uh, cellar where they keep all the uh, you know spare uh, spare you know squishy par- inside parts, mm-hmm. you know kidneys Organ. and livers and uh, spleens and pituitary glands. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, while you were uh, Arowina, absent-minded as she is, uh, she must have got you a dare because she kind of locked you in the freezer. Uh. And- it wasn't. It, it wasn't her. It was one. Of, it was one of the. Uh, it's one of the people. One of the others. To be fair, Jingles is good at disappearing. So. Yeah. She I really wouldn't bother her that much. She'd just kind of sit in a corner. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, maybe she'd take out some of the organs and kick them around or something <laughs> to entertain herself. Play brain. <laughs> she like she plays. She of... plays brain chess against herself. Yes. She gets one of the uh, brain pods that isn't hooked up to a suit and plays chess against it. The cheating whore. <laughs> It try it tries to keep telling you that the horse is moving away they're not supposed to move but you you came from it a believes time when... it believes that every piece moves the same way and ev- and you can either move one piece four spaces or move four pieces in the same turn and you don't understand what this game is he swears you can play it on a chessboard though <laughs> by the name his name is Brian <laughs> he was right next to the brains Brian, you're stupid this <laughs> <laughs> he was just chilling out in the cellar in the freezer. Um, yeah, okay. So, locked in a freezer. And, uh, eventually, uh, you hear the freezer opening up. Finally. And, uh, you know, Arena followed by two guys in hazmat suits. Brain guys. 
brain pods as they're referred to are uh enter and uh yeah hey you forget something oh she hey, says hey. as she brushes frost off of her shoulder jingles what are you doing in here you left me behind way to go way to be a champ well, you didn't go to the freezer though well i got here somehow <laughs> jingles did you just wander in here and get locked in i did not wander i explored <laughs> I have no idea what she'd say to that. She would do something. She would do something in response to, in response to that that would be incredibly adorable and possibly, inv- possibly involve hugs. Yeah, hugs are had. And that at that moment, you remember why the good doctor asked you to go into the freezer. You need to check up on the special ice cream for your. Uh, uh, oh yeah. All right, patient. special ice cream. Uh, no, uh, Arowina, not Jingles. Jingles, you just came in there. You don't know. Oh, oh. oh I was supposed to get special ice cream. Um. Okay. Yeah. There's, you know, regular ice cream, and then there's special ice cream next to it. Special ice cream? She's supposed to get special ice cream. She gets special ice cream. Uh, not, you not get it yet. Just make sure it's good. She can't tell these things. Uh, well, it's easy to tell. Just make sure the blood hasn't coagulated on the ice cream and stuff. It's still an ice creamy texture. Is this, is this okay. like, is this brains flavored ice cream? And by no, flavored, I mean it's just brains in an ice cream. No, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, you know, an old, uh, it's an old recipe that a uh, old German recipe. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> uh, see. You milk a cow and then use and then use its milk to make ice cream, and then you drain the blood of the cow and put it on the ice cream. Oh, oh. you know, you, you know, make... it's an, it's an old English tradition. They like to put blood on things. <laughs> she checks it. It looks fine. Yeah, it, it looks, looks delicious, actually. Mm-hmm. Nice and cow blood flavored. I forgot that when she does it, she eats weird things. And probably this would be one of them. If you had, a, if your stomach was, is, does her stomach function? I'm pretty sure everything on her functions is just dulled. She, 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 has, she has dulled senses everywhere. She doesn't really experience it. it, it what, what would normally be an excruciating pain to somebody is really just like a pinprick to her. Yeah, you. That, that, that applies to everything, though. And you got a little bit of the munchies, but not that much. She'll dip her finger in. It tastes good. Also, yep. your finger comes off. Oh, I liked that one. Fishes it out of the ice cream. No, no, it came off in your mouth. Yeah, I was about oh. to say, how did you taste the ice cream if your finger was stuck in there? Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe she got two tastes. She got one taste, and then the next one, finger fell off. It's soft serve ice cream. <laughs> you you would so call it frozen anymore. You'd call it frozen bloodgurt. If, if you were to brand this and sell it to people, only there's not that much of a market for it. Obviously. Okay, well, it's good, so she's going to go get Jingles and then go to the good doctor and inform him that it is, that it is still good. Alright, yes, uh, we'll need it for when the boy wakes up. And the good doctor, who turns to all those people still in the uh, ER laboratory place thing? Is oh, so, laboratory. so Jingles was locked in there as, after, as we came in. Yeah. Which is why she wasn't there. Yeah. All right. So, uh, who we all is here? Uh, uh, I know Scott's waiting everybody. outside. Yeah. Yeah. And, so and I think Emma's near him. George just got a bullet pulled out of his face. Manny's I'm there. on a bed somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Manny is covered in ice, like an ice fort on top of him. In fact, they they were planning on just carving out a Manny shape, uh, taking a big ice cube, carving out a Manny shape, and putting him in it. <laughs> But, uh, he goes, all right, well, I got good news and bad news, uh, good news, uh, your, 
your uh, friend, uh, Monty, uh, will be making a recovery. Monty. Uh, oh, okay, cool. Okay, yeah. The bad news, however, it's gonna take at least by next Tuesday. It'll take till next Tuesday for him to leave this premises, since we don't have wheelchair access. Yeah, that seems like it'd be a good thing to install eventually. Oh, wheelchair access. Yeah, we got a wheelchair. I mean, come on, what do you take? Emma isn't exactly perturbed. Thing this is, we don't have wheelchairs. Emma isn't exactly perturbed about the idea of Manny not going back home for a while. Yes. uh... Uh, as for, uh, Georgia boy, uh, he should be good and fine, uh, you probably can just pass the scars off as a, you know, uh... Well, uh, in all fairness, Mr. Good Doctor, sir, uh, we were dealing with a kidnapper, so... And there's a bunch of dead bodies, so we can probably all just wrap this into the same dead story. Dead bodies? Where? Uh, they're in the... they're a long way back in the woods. I think the police probably uh, have found them by now. What shape police are work they? fast, yeah. Uh, they were... Partially, I don't know. They were. It was. It was gross. It. But oh, they're they're, they're probably terrible. not in good shape. They were in pieces. Oh damn! Ah, the first Nero killer ruins all my profits. Then we got demon boys going for puberty, and oh, it's tough to get good body parts nowadays. Might have to start growing them myself. Emma feels sick again. Uh, Mister yeah. Doctor Person, sir. Uh, the you, good doctor, fine. Uh, I do you have an honorific or anything? Sorry, I don't speak Japanese. I mean, like a a title or something. <laughs> Somewhere, as you feel offended. <laughs> uh, do you have uh, a phone or anything? Uh, oh yes. Uh, and he, uh, yeah. <laughs> snaps his fingers and brings out an old timey rotary Redial phone. phone. Yeah. <laughs> no, the ones you have to crank. Uh, uh, I can't. What? Uh, can this raise? Can, can, can this can this raise an operator? Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> I got a dial around here somewhere. He takes, he takes out, he takes out a, a hand like a part of a rotary phone and sits it next to the uh, crank phone. He goes, yeah, just dial on that thing and it will get you any number. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> is the rotary part actually like on a thing that rotates, or is it just sitting there? <laughs> Uh, you, there's a hand crank, but it's kind of just sitting there. Like, it's just a box with a crank, hand crank next to it in a part where you can talk in and a part where you can listen. <laughs> Scott, and will then pick up the, the, Scott will pick up the listening part and crank the cranky part. All right. And you get a, you know, the tone that Dial tells tone. you you need to numbers. He's you, only, t- you realize at this moment you only have two hands. Well, he's not constantly cranking the thing. He's just holding the, he's holding the earpiece and then he's... And then he takes the crank off because that's just how you turn it on. Yeah. And, All right. Yeah. Who are you dialing up? Uh, Doctor Marcus, because he's got some questions that this doctor probably can't answer, and he can't go to Doctor Marcus's office because all of his everything is covered in his own blood. Okay. You hear ring, ring, ring. Doctor Marcus, you have a call. Hello. Hello. Uh, Doctor Marcus. Uh, hi, Doctor Marcus. Uh, uh, I have. A lot of questions now regarding something that happened today. I can't come to your office, though. Can you make a house call? Oh, I suppose. Um, what's the nature of uh, the issue? Uh, is, this, is, this, is this life or death? Should I be getting my car right now? Or? There was death, and then there was life. So the answer to that question is yes, then. I should be getting in my car immediately. Yes. All right. 
Also, if you can bring a change of clothes, that would be good. I think. I don't. I don't have a change of clothes that will fit you. All right. Well, um, well, uh, I'm at the. I'm at. Throwing that out there. I'm at the uh, the Troy County Scrapyard. Uh, there's another place hidden here. I can show you there when you get here. It's it's fine. Okay. Let's just say there's more doctors that are attuned to who are fine with things. They're not good doctors, are they? Uh. You you feel a nose on your shoulder. I look over, push the nose good away. Good smiling. Push the nose away from there <laughs> with one finger. <laughs> yeah, he's still smiling at you, like looking expectantly at you. Uh, yes, this is kind of his place. I, I you hear a massive sigh. I'm sorry, Doctor Marcus. I just I can't go anywhere right now. I only came here because it was right next to it was right next to the forest and out of the way of people. All right, all right. I'll be I'll be right there. <sighs> All right, thank you. Hangs up the receiver with a maybe a bell sound or something. Ah oh, yes. Uh, now that we got that ticket, it's good to have an uh, a uh, person whose uh, medical notes are received by modern medicine nowadays. I mean, I used to be able to, you know, after that was before all the quacks ruined it for all of uh, us free practicers. Scott's just kind of scooting away very slowly from this. Used to not have to put what was in my prescription, but then all the snake oil sales and then had to ruin it for me with their bogus remedies. Uh, okay. Uh, sorry. No problem. <laughs> Great. Um, also, Scott's going to... By the way, about what you said about dying and coming back... Yeah, um, it was... Now close to you. Scott's just going to keep... Scott's standing up. He's just going to back up. And uh, I'd like to go talk to Jingles. No, I, I think we need this, something we need to discuss. Science. Last time I discussed something for somebody about science, it was not very pleasant. No, no, just questions. No examinations against your will. Uh-huh, um... Oh, okay. Now, you say dying, and it's implied, I think, from what I overheard, you died. Yet you're still alive. Yeah, I don't. Look, it's really confusing. Those are bird feathers. That's also interesting. (laughs) Scott Scott tries to pull his hoodie up and then realizes there's giant tears in it from claw marks and shit. Yes, but the the feathers are inconsequential. I want to know about... How, what was the extent of the damage where you consider yourself dead? And uh, I'd like not to talk about th- this exactly right now because uh, it happened a couple hours ago. And uh, but if we wait longer, you might forget details, and that could and we could miss out on crucial events that are important to well all all medical research. I mean, I, I, if we can. I, I don't. Die, I, I don't. I don't know what you're asking for, but uh, just a detailed description of what happened and how you went from being dead to being alive again. I, uh, <laughs> just kind of buries his head in his hands. Just like, uh, I don't know. It was 
I died and then I didn't. I don't understand. So am I to assume amnesia is part of the process? <laughs> He's just kind of grabbing his hair and making a lot of grumbling noises. Ah, Jesus, if you're so sensitive about it, I'll go somewhere else. You know, you could have saved lives if we figured out how that worked, but... Oh, don't I don't figure. even know how it works. Why I want to I don't out. understand it. And the doctor's probably hearing his voice get incredibly screechy as he speaks up. <laughs> well, I could help you find out. Look, that's that's why I called Dr. Marcus over, because I think he knows a person who was mm-hmm. also that. Fine, I guess he could use some additional medical credits. I think... But he I can't mean, share his I, research notes with me. He, he might... I don't know. He might be able to... Maybe just come on a little less strong next time. And stop asking him for cadavers. I wouldn't be asking him for cadavers if there wasn't a serial killer on the loose carving them all up. Or at least all the good ones. But that's here, neither here nor there, and I've hired someone to deal with that, so... Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I guess... Yeah. <laughs> Just... You hear him, uh, you know, kind of, like, play, you know, do that thing where you're steepling your fingers and you move them aside. There's a there's notable crack popping. He's doing, he's doing the, he's steepling his fingers like a, like a serial villain. Yeah. Well, you see the, uh, you know... You see all the lightning, a lightning cracks above, and you see you're not sure if it was from the Jacob's Laver or the massive clouds overhead. Wait, and are we outside? Briefly, no, you're in. Pretty sure you're inside, but there's still clouds and lightning up up top. No rain, but just clouds and lightning. That's what you'd expect from a mad science lab. <laughs> and uh, he makes a fa- thunderstorm indoors. Yes. And also a bunch of Jacob's ladders that are probably helping to the lightning thing. Uh, Doctor, you might want to turn off those Jacob's ladders sometimes. I think they'd help you save on your energy bills. Oh, I... Down here, I pretty much have unlimited energy. Uh, okay. Lightning cracks again. His, uh, his spectacles illuminate so in a way you can't see his eyes. I'm just gonna go talk to George if that's okay. Ah, uh, yes, yes. If you need me, I'll be... I don't preferring my grain scanner for your little uh I think your I'm, little I think I'll be here all day, that's fine. Alright. At least until and we can goes, come up with a cover story. And he gets on a on a gurney and slides off. <laughs> is he riding it like a scooter? Yeah. What is this? An ER musical? <laughs> He's like the Willy Wonka of surgery <laughs> in mad science. It's slightly better than the Willy Wonka of bacon. <laughs> And from that point on, I knew I could never trust him again. (laughs) (laughs) What would you do if I sang out of tune? What? Willy Wonka didn't sing that. I know, but but I'm I'm just saying, you're just, we went into Wonder Years there. (laughs) (laughs) Also, for the record, Emma's just pretty much still sitting in the lobby. Yeah. She hasn't really got out of the chair. Actually, yeah, Scott's... Scott goes to George and then sees her for a second and hey hey not to interrupt the uh, the the oh so romantic moment here can somebody untie me from this goddamn table are you sure you should be moving didn't you get shot in the face well I, I really wouldn't like not to be strapped down in here anymore uh, I, I would but I've got some pretty poor manual dexterity right now <laughs> Uh, Scott will 
Um, one second. Scott will go over and undo the leather belts I'm assuming are holding him down. <laughs> Thank way, you. Totally keeping the glove on. George can get up and stretch and feel the very tender spot on his forehead. And he's like, All right. You should stop playing with that. I, I'm not going to. I just want to make sure, you know, he didn't put a new scalp on me or something. How would you be able to tell that by poking at it? I don't. The texture is different. Yes. Ah. <laughs> and and had, exactly. Had, had, had yes. He yes. That, Listen to him for good ideas. Had, had he had he done that, George, we could put him down. Yes. Well, no need right now. You saying that out loud or in your head? Uh, out loud. So, George, what happened to your face? Ah. Well. Oh, hi, Jingles. Where did you hey. come from? I was just over there. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, I got I got shot in the face. Oh. Oh yeah. Uh, You're looking pretty good for getting shot. I think in the I, face. I think I think I might have. Yeah, that hurt a lot. But it's no it's no, it's no real matter, George. You did win in the end. That's true. I think I might have died there for a second, though. No, there 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 was no risk risk to you. Oh, still not something I want to do again. Also, Jingles probably notices the addition to George's um, forehead scar or whatever, <laughs> or bandages across, around his around his the entire of his head. Probably everybody is covered in blood. Yeah, Scott's covered in blood. Emma has blood on her as well. Well, for anybody anybody who was with Manny was is covered in some level of arterial spray. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. So Emma sign interposed himself. I'm fine. <laughs> so that means Etsu's covered in blood too. Yeah, her suits. Are well, she's also uh, she also got bit in the leg, if I recall. Yeah, Actually, no, she gets slashed across the leg. So she's she has she has like bandages all over her leg. Yeah, and uh, Neil's bloody poncho is kind of sitting, probably sitting on a chair in the lobby. What the hell kind of sick Gallagher show did you go to? <laughs> it was like Gallagher, except I he used don't human even heads. Know if it's worth it to ask. I don't even know if it's worth it to ask questions questions with these guys anymore. Like. I'm not all that surprised, to be honest. Is Jingle actually but saying yeah, what that? What kind of Gallagher show did you go to? Hmm? Uh, Is Jingle actually saying, I'm not that surprised. Yeah, that was oh, okay. the character Jingle's not really being surprised. Oh, You know, I'm starting to get that feeling too. Uh, well, this was um, this was a little different than... Yeah, having, having being shot in the face, having Scott die... And then having all of us have to like practically kill Manny—that was a little bit surprising. I was surprised by those things, not happily surprised either. As you guys are talking about that, Emma just kind of pulls her knees to her chest. Yeah, yeah. Jingles. Um, I think I might be a zombie. I'm not sure. Bird zombie. Bird zombie. That is the coolest. I am really kind of loopy right now. What? High five for Team Undead. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sit down. Is Tim holding? Is Tim holding up his hand? <laughs> uh, he's one, the one without the, the the glove and the Frankenfinger. No, no, no! Team Undead should be the one with the Frankenfinger. I don't want to break it. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's already a replacement. Jingles well, is in the work. and it's going to be even harder to hide because it. <laughs> By the way, Jingles, how do you get used to the like action delay? This finger's driving me crazy. Um. Well, that's actually a good question. And uh, she'll pull back her hair on the one side that she usually keeps covered, and she'll look from side to side, and there's actually a noticeable delay in the eye that's covered. Oh, huh. 
I mean, you'll get used to it. You'll learn to, you know, time it out better. But, I mean, you're still living, so maybe it's just, you know, warming up. Maybe. Does blood actually go through this thing? I don't know how he hooked it up. Um, well, I mean, if it has holes in it, then blood's probably going... But, uh, um, speaking... Yeah, speaking of blood, um, yeah, like George said, I kind of died. You're shitting me. No way. <laughs> he he then grabs his bloody as hell everything. Hmm. Uh, um, yeah, this is... Yeah. Um, huh. We'll, we'll take Scott's wrist and uh, look for a pulse. I think he has one, yeah. Jingles is just going to look at him and be like, no, no, sorry, you're not cool enough to be a zombie. You got a pulse and everything. Um, uh, okay. Maybe you should do the, uh, maybe you should do the, uh, what is it, the uh, reflex test where you hit his hammer with a knee. <laughs> where you, where you <laughs> pull out, pull out a knee and hit a hammer with it. <laughs> hey, 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 Scott, guess who wants to do a reflex test on you? No. no. Yeah, I figured as much. He said no. Uh... Oh, come on, I... I wasn't going to suggest me. You, you have plenty of hammers in your tool bag. I saw what you did to Manny. Well, what? Well, what I know I ordered it, but it was still terrifying. That is why I don't like to use my uh, hammers on people. Though I am glad his bones didn't pop out from him and he went into a deaf girl. That was kind of what I was afraid of. I don't... I, 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 I choose not to understand those words you just said. I'm, I'm saying I'm glad... I didn't hammer his uh, ribcage with. I not to understand. I, I guess met- we'll just have to agree to disagree. Just remember in the future. I, I guess. Have- I'm not going to talk we'll about. We'll have this. to <laughs> agree to disagree. I'm trying to teach this a life time. lesson here, not not go on about the the uh, finer points of maiming with hammers. Oh really? Okay, yeah. we've got. <laughs> These hammers have a lot of power behind them. So when you. So when you ask me to make use of them, do it with care. I know, but I think this time it was all I could have done, you know? Fair enough. Trust me, I, I don't take that lightly. Let's just be fortunate that uh, that devil, the devil hammer child is, is able to take a lot of punishment. Yeah, wouldn't have done it if I thought I'd take him down for good. I'd have zapped him, I don't know. Huh. Well... Either way, I think we owe, owe Devil Kid our apology, though. We did yeah. kind of break all his bones. I mean, to be fair, he owes me an apology for the finger. But but you're right. Yeah, I should probably apologize. Uh, if you're talking about Manny, I think he owes a lot of his apologies. Yeah, well, you guys aren't in a death pact. Um, yeah, but I did die because of him. Eh, you're fine. <laughs> Why are you taking that in stride? Stride is all I got these days. At least um, he's not yet. To this point, that uh, that um, Etsu will pretty much stroll up. Um, there are four other people there. Yeah, them. Yeah, they all. They all. Wish we didn't have to leave. Scott, Scott, you were lucky. The other four. And she looks at Manny. Don't look at him like that. It wasn't his fault. 
By the way, Neil's off in the distance, kind of like sitting by his side, not really. <laughs> How big is this underground? Is it like a whole complex? Well, wait, well, the, well, like you got the lobby doors open, I assume, so you can just walk in, in and out of the big yeah. laboratory. When when George says that, it's just we'll, we'll just kind of shrug our shoulders and say, "It is what they say to reformed fighting dogs, too." Harsh. It is not their so, fault that it's, it's not their fault that. That they were beaten by their masters and driven with instincts to kill, but they still do. That's just what monsters do. Look, if you don't stop to press me, I'm going to break your phone again. Hmm. You can flip me into a bookcase all you like. Mm, I can't. Oh, come on, at least get mad. It's no fun if you don't get mad. I think there's a lot to really... she points. She, she, she points at her leg. Could not throw you into a bookcase if I wanted to. Oh please, I am so unstable. I cannot even I I, I cannot even walk correctly right now. This turning into yeah. a disability showdown. Uh, Who is more I'm injured? Go- Come on, let's go. I think I'm going to lose to everyone. I have hammers for hands. I I am unable to pick up things. That's not an injury. <laughs> it is different for you. You're already injured. I. It is different for you. How did you? You have. That? You have, you have special state. Monsters do not hurt you as bad as they hurt others, like me. Well, I mean, nothing ever came after me. It is true, but just something to say. Yeah. Yeah. And all you guys hear the uh, someone coming down the steps to the lobby. It's not like I have a battle position to get into. I'll look over at the steps. Yeah, go walk out of the operating room into the lobby area. Where are we keeping Manny uh, right now? Anyway? You are in, no, you were in the lobby area. Like, you just had the doors open. Okay. So you where was, where was George then? I don't know. I guess he was on a, on I think, a bed. I think, yeah, George was probably just on a gurney, was operated on, and then... <laughs> it was the left there. Yeah. yeah, slid into the lobby. Yeah. <laughs> Wheelchairing around. Yo. Help. <laughs> no, George is going to raise his head and look and see and then like lay back down. Fuck this. As he just leans on the on on the on the gurney because she can't just the, the good doctor didn't provide her a crutch to deal with the fact that she had her, she got she had her bones no, no, she, by he, a demon. Put a, he he put a splint on. Put a splint but she can't walk on it. He gave her he gave her one of those boot things. She, she got she got she got her bones scraped by a demon. Uh, Atsu, you can sit down right there. You should probably sit down. Yeah, she does so. Nods her head, winces, and does so. So who goes? Who gets to the lobby? What? I think we're all in the lobby. Uh, yeah, oh. everyone's in the lobby, and uh. But who who are coming down the stairs? A very familiar doctor. Okay. One considerably less good in title alone. <laughs> Alright, so yeah, Doctor Marcus comes on down is just a bit a bit a bit wild at first. This is the good doctor and scowls. Good doctor waves as he gets more electrodes to stick on Manny's head. Good doctor, what are you doing? <laughs> hey, 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 this is advanced stuff. I need to make sure his his ego isn't lost. His ego that is not how you do brain therapy. Not how you do brain therapy. Uh, he says that he says that and then puts and puts a breaker. <laughs> yeah, actually, he uh, 
he puts a thing on his head and then pushes a breaker. By the way, is the thing on his head, in fact, a colander with, like, a jumper cable attached to it? It's a lot more complex than that. <laughs> it's a colander it with some computer parts. It, it's a colander <laughs> with some computer parts. It has light bulbs on it, okay? That's, how no, you that's, like, that's the thinking cap. <laughs> well, well no, no, the good doctor wouldn't actually uh, risk his own life. He's pretty much, he, pretty, pretty, he can pretty much safely assume that, that Manny's fine. Does he have a cardboard box that says duplicator on it? <laughs> Transmogrify. He does, how, he does, however, face palm and look for Scott. And then he sees all the blood and is just like, what What happened? Uh, um, hey, Doc. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of people here that you should look on because um, as much as that guy's done for us, I'm not sure what he knows about medicine. Uh, but also, um, uh, you said... You were telling me about the rooster before, and how he took a lot of wounds and kept going. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> just kind of points to the blood on his shirt and on his neck, and I think what there's still some bite marks left or something. I can't remember what was left from his throat being torn out. He 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 gets he gets he uh he he just sort of stares um quizzically. Can I? Is there? Uh, doctor is currently unavailable, isn't he? Um, he has assistance around here. All right. Can Can we get an examination room? I think we're in it. That's private. Uh, a brain pod pokes you on the shoulder and shows you to a uh, a special a what's labeled the quarantine rooms. <laughs> a janitor's closet. <laughs> Whoa! He face palms at the idea of quarantine rooms. It says it says it says quarantine room, and then when you open it up, there's a bucket and a mop. No, no, no. Janice's closet's right next to it. <laughs> it's named though. No, it's named hygiene officers' uh, closet. Hygiene officers' office. Hygiene officers' uh, workspace. <laughs> well, really, his workspace is everywhere. Oh my! So yeah, he'll he'll dig him into you know, go, go into this quarantine room yeah there's a bunch of then, uh, rooms some of them padded some of them not some of them covered in blood some of them not some of them have, have padding just, that's covered in blood uh, yeah <laughs> we'll go to the cleanest one how about that <laughs> the one that's actual sterile there are no clean ones uh no uh, <laughs> yeah there's one that doesn't have any blood on it and it is and it looks like kind of like a pre-staging area for when you put someone in the quarantine areas okay he'll have scott go there and then he'll then he'll, i'll be right back and then he'll leave, and he'll go and get sterile equipment. He's probably got the tear-open things of stuff. And if, there, if, there, if, if there is no sterile equipment, he's going to smack the good doctor and demand some. <laughs> he gives you equipment. You don't know how... He's, he, uh, he, yeah. he pulls it out of a boiling vat. Well, a, a, brain, a brain pod gives you equipment. You don't know how sterile it is. It looks clean, but it also... Some of them... Some of the instruments look more rusty than others. But, you know... You said sterile. I said, and this. I, said I, I said good. I, I said good knives. Get me better knives. This is a butter knife. I can. The, this uh, is a this. A bra- the uh, brain pod gives a shrug. Oh goodness! These lobotomites are useless. <laughs> this is just. This is butter. Why did you give me butter? I asked for surgical tools. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Fine. I'll just deal with this. I won't use any of the surgical tools, even though it's probably going to be necessary. Wonderful. I'll have to schedule that for later. And then I'll go back to the quarantine room. Um, all right. Uh, Scott, hmm? 
Could you take off your shirt, please? Uh, I, okay. Just pulls it off, and yeah, he pulls it off. Okay. Um, I only asked that so I can get a better, so I can get a better look at your neck, um, which is going to need cleaned. Gloves on. He'll, he'll basically clean Scott's neck um, as he pretty much examines the wound. So can you tell me what happened? In grave detail, I, I know this looks fresh, so it's probably a bit of a sore subject, but you're talking about the rooster here. Now you have my, now you have my curiosity peaked. Yeah. Um, well, you remember that Manny kid, right? You remember Manny? He came into your office a couple times, I think. Yes. Um, well, you saw him when we came in, right? The state he was in? Covered in ice and with letters strapped to him. Well, he's like that because um, people had to hurt him a lot. Um, <laughs> and just kind of pointing to the bite marks. And his, uh, I'm pretty sure he tore my throat out. With his teeth. All right. The not not now that now Scott's neck is clean, he's able to actually see the wound better. Yeah, you know, these are teeth marks. Um, this is a bit of a tearing mark, though it's starting to become scratches. All right. Okay. That does doesn't sound like good noises. Those are my thinking noises. This is. Yeah, this is similar. This is definitely something, to, definitely a similar uh, comparison here. Um, when the rooster, rooster once got his throat slit, and it was just a scratch in a matter of a couple hours. Uh huh. Okay. So do you think this is the same thing? Given that, given that you're a human being. Am I? No. Am I actually a human being? You have the the body of of a boy, so yes, you're a human being, at least comparatively. Well, I mean, did you know the? I mean, did you know the the rooster when he was a kid? He was never really human. But but how do you know that? We are good friends. He told me a lot about himself. He was a friend I had when I was a child. Like a um, a special friend. Like one of those kinds yeah. of special friends? He sort of kind of nods his head a little. It was a very long time ago. Oh. That is another reason I know that he was never human. Of course, back then he didn't have the name of the rooster. Um, he didn't necessarily have a name back then. He didn't get the, he didn't start taking a moniker until Vietnam. Uh, Viet Congs didn't, they'd never seen an eagle before. The only things they had to only sort of birds of similarity of, sim, of similar appearance that they had to uh, base them on were roosters, so they called him the rooster. For some reason, he liked that name. Huh. Do you? What? What? Under what circumstances were you taken to the orphanage? I don't remember. Happened when I was. Maybe when I was, I don't know, two or three years old. Maybe four. It was, I don't, I don't remember a lot of things from back then. All right. I I think the, I think the story is that I was abandoned, but I don't. And you said that these, 
these these developments are new. Well, this one's definitely new. Um, I mean, the, the feathers, for instance. Yeah, well, that didn't happen until about nine or so. Right, when you hit puberty. Yeah. Okay. So there was nothing noticeably wrong with you when you when you were. Well, I had the. I mean, if I've had the I've had the hollow bones and the eyes all the time. All right, but even still, these those could both be seen as uh, completely normal. Yeah, normal problem. normal human things. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Um. Do you mind if I talk to your caretaker? Uh, um, no. Uh, what are you going to tell her? Nothing specifically about you. I'm not going to tell her anything particular. I'm going to ask a lot of questions, though. Also, she doesn't quite know where we are right now. I could be problematic. I think I think the I think the police are coming after. Well, they're definitely going after Manny because he was kidnapped. Um, and just to save us all, I mean, I had some time to think for a while, and I had. I kind of got a cover story worked up, I think. If, All right, if, what is it? Well, okay, so the context, the really terrible, horrible context is that the serial killer, or the, the, the kidnapper, took four kids and then also Manny, and everybody except Manny is dead now. Okay, what about you? Everyone else that, that's been hurt, because it looks like there's more than just you. Well, everybody else has been hurt. George got shot in the face. Um, so the Japanese girl got her leg cut up, and we're all covered in my we're all covered in blood. I mean, my story my story right now is that he was a kidnapper and also a murderer, and he was probably he was savagely beating Manny when we showed up, and then he had a gun, and we managed to make. Well, I mean, he didn't want to put up. I don't think he expected resistance. Probably thought he killed somebody. And, after some amount of conflict, he ran off. All right. We have an ID. I mean, I I know what the guy looks like who kidnapped him. Okay. All right. So, okay. Um. Well, I'm gonna send you out here to convey that to your friends. Um. That's certainly certainly a, a workable alibi. Um. I can I can vouch for you there. Do you? Have you dealt with any other cases like Manny before? To be honest with you, the cases that I've dealt with since Vietnam have been few and far between. So like Manny, no, not really. Because... Huh. Dealt with someone once who was part lizard. That was a strange one. Huh. I just... I just want to make sure he's not going to try and kill me again. Most Most people... <laughs> Most people don't get to say highly, that. I would highly advise being careful around him if you're going to be around him anymore. Um, again, what were the circumstances that prompted it? He seems mostly fine. Was he was he conscious he, during it? Was he, was, was he doing this for his own volition? He was like a he was like an animal. He just kind of went crazy then. He took me and pinned me up against a tree, and then he killed me. Okay, well, I guess I have seen cases of that before. I don't want to keep relating back, relating this all back to my old friend, but there's a reason the Viet Cong scared him so much. And there's a reason he didn't want to be his enemy. What reason was that? He was a eight and a half foot tall eagle man with uh, talons for hands and feet 
And if you made him particularly angry, he tore you in half. Uh, not always consciously. I'm not going to be that, right? He shakes his head. You're completely conscious of your actions, and you're not really, again, you're a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, go ahead, go out to your friends, convey that. I'm going to look, check them over as well and see if the good doctor, he puts it in air quotes, uh, did the right job or not, based on how terrible his equipment is here, are here. He seems to get by. I'm not sure, yeah. Creating monsters, it looks like, but not treating people. Yeah. And with that, uh, the good doctor takes off the helmet he was wearing in the uh, bangos. Huh. Your friend's still in denial. He, you might have to confront him about what he is. Demon denial can be pretty dangerous. Anyone who's, you know, in the lobby can hear that. And then at that point, Scott walks back into the lobby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully he'll come to his... Well, he's come to his senses in the way that he's not an animal anymore, but hopefully he'll come to logical senses sooner or later. He's got at least until next Tuesday, until the Tuesday after next to, uh do that i guess that's good i'm still trying to figure out how to work out this apology do sorry. not know if that's going to be very necessary so, sorry for flattening your head with a cartoon mallet <laughs> you do not hit him in the head you hit him in the chest sorry for crushing all of your bones uh, uh that. being friends means never having to say you're sorry for crushing another person's bones <laughs> So to does be that fair, mean, does that no, mean you no, are still friends? No, that doesn't work at all. Uh, Hammerstein goes. How about you work in? Be fair. You w- ripped out Scott's throat, so that so in some way you're considered even. <laughs> this seems to be getting that's a really wor- That's the worst apology. <laughs> you're the one who told me to apologize. <laughs> hmm? You you listen. You'll just say, listen. We're both hammers. Occasionally we we hurt. We hammer the things we love. Occasionally we have a screw you. <laughs> and uh, is uh, Doctor Marcus out? Yeah, he is. Uh, Neil, Neil goes over well, for the first time. He's left Manny's side in probably been hours. Goes over and goes, uh, Doctor Marcus. Yes, Neil. I'd like you to know that uh, your life may be in danger. It always is. It always is. Were you aware of the rooster's act actions and? Damn it! What's the what name of that uh, town again? Guerrera. Guerrera. No. When when you last left the rooster, was he? Last time I saw the rooster was Vietnam. Was he in any way? I don't know how else to describe it, but sociopathic. He's always been sociopathic. All right then. Then there's two people who might want to kill you. I don't think the rooster would have much against me. But someone who has something against the rooster might have something against you. Very well. That's something I've come to accept. It's my. You don't. You, you don't have friends like the rooster without without accepting the idea that someone may kill you because because of your familiarity with them. I know you're trained in stuff in a uh, combat, but the person who might want to kill you. <laughs> he 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 uh, he he laughs. It's just Neil. I'm almost seventy years old. I know I don't look it, but the bones they're not working so well anymore. Is name is Newt. He's my brother. He got injured in combat with the rooster, and he might want to seek you out for retribution. Yeah, that's the guy who did the kidnapping and and torture. Yeah, and he shot me in the head. Yeah, and, and murders and 
everything. Well, it's sad to say that if he was going to come after me, there's nothing, there's very little I could do about it. After Vietnam, I made it a point to get rid of all of the guns in my house, and I haven't had one since. Well, my wife hate my wife hates them as well. Well, as long as you can't establish a, con- a connection between you and the rooster, I think you could you should be good. But he might also come after you for associating with us. Again, very well. There's little that I could do about that. I'll I, I do appreciate the warning though. Um, I'll talk to my wife, uh, try and get her out of here. But again, if someone's going, if someone really wants to hurt me that bad, they know where to find me. It's not really going to be much of a challenge. <sighs> Dr. Marcus, um, if you do manage to make contact with the rooster, will you, uh, will you call Mrs. Freitas? Of course. And uh, uh, you, you probably noticed that uh, Neil has a, a bite mark and a knife wound on one of his hands, <laughs> arms. Hand arms. Now, I'm, going to have to, I'm going to have to look at that, Neil. He removes the bandages, the good doctor place. Yeah, it looks like a teeth mark and a... Uh, I think you would be able to know a self-inflicted knife wound. Why did you do that? Do draw him out. If he did, had, it, if he, did, it, did it work? Got him off. He, and he doesn't want to hurt anyone. But I can take it. So if he has to hurt anyone, he should hurt me. Did it work? Yeah. That's the question. Okay. Did it? I don't remember that. If it so, didn't work, you would have probably had to reassemble your head, Scott. No, no harshness meant, but... So it, would you when, when there was other blood drawn, he attacked. Yeah, it has something to do with his uh, hemophily. He's experienced it before, but I think Newt did something to cause him to go into a berserk state. It was beyond any comprehension. Of we, tr- I tried talking uh, him down, but it. Oh, I, I, I understand. I told you I've been in Vietnam. He's. I don't, I don't, I don't mean to relate that so much, but you're going to have to understand that was a bad place to be. That happened a lot. You know kind of looks down. Just want you to know that he's not a bad person, okay? He, yes. I'm, if he's a bad person, then I'm ten times as worse worse than he is. The morality of the situation isn't necessarily something I'm prepared to deal with right now, um, nor is it something that I'm going to necessarily question. Uh, I, bad or good, I'm, I treat I treat the sick and the wounded. I'm a doctor. That's what I do. Well, uh, thank you. Blood I've been doing 50 years. Thank you, Dr. Marcus. Of course. Now, in order of you, 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 and you, I'm going to examine your wounds to see if the good doctor did as good of a job as his name should imply. And then he's going to go from Neil to George to Esu. And then was anyone else hurt? Uh, No. We'll check out Tim for posterity. Yeah. Tim and Etsu, for posterity's sake. Whoa, oh, yeah, Etsu was hurt. <laughs> also, we could check Etsu, out... No, 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 Etsu was, Etsu was, uh, was known to the M.I. man. We'll check out, we'll check out Tim and M.I. Also, you could also check out uh, yeah, Tim's finger. Yeah, uh, yeah you find uh, that uh, most of the wounds are pretty well treating, and, and especially George's. I mean, you thought it t- would take a master so Like, you can tell that it was a uh, hollow point, uh, Dr. Marcus, and you can tell that, you know... The good doctor is a pretty good surgeon. He re- managed to remove all the fragments. Okay, he he he's he's uh he's he's impressed, surprised, and unwilling to say this. Um, he does. The good doctor did seem to do a slap job on Etsu's leg, mostly because he probably didn't know, you know, bigger fish to fly, and mostly he didn't notice, you know, 
there was some, uh, you know, injured bone under all that, but... Okay, then off-screen, he, off screen he demands that Ezra comes into the clinic <laughs> to have that properly dealt with, because he doesn't have the equipment to deal with a broken bone here. Yeah, it, it suggests that it's mostly a chip bone, but, you know, still. He doesn't have the equipment to deal with all of this here. He can only, he can only just, he can pretty much only tell, the will will only go and say, okay, all right, are you going to survive the night? All right, yes, okay, you're all going to survive the night. If you're not going to survive the week, I demand to see you in my clinic uh, tomorrow. Um, Dr. Marcus, um, I don't mean to, um, to tell, talk about things that people find sensitive, but you should check out Tim's finger. What finger? I mean, it's right here, but there's nothing wrong with it. Dude, oh, yeah. There's, check, there's everything wrong with it. Check it out, Dr. Marcus, and see, and see how I am, a, I am a more qualified than you to deal in such sensitive matters. Behold! And he rips off the glove. I have transplanted hey. the finger of a woman onto this man-child. I don't think that was the proper words, but you I don't like it. any of that sentence. <laughs> Dr. Marcus stares for a moment, moment face palms significantly, and is like, good doctor, can we talk in private? Oh, the original finger's in well in perfect can order. Can we talk I'm... in private, please? Fine, fine. I'm going to build him a, you know, a, a robot steam one later, but this is only a temporary one. <sighs> the finger's poking me. He's going, he's, then off screen, the good doctor proceeds to go chastise the... Uh, rather, uh, Marcus proceeds to go chastise the good doctor for the next hour or two. <laughs> you work with what you got. When all you have is a hammer, everything looks like, I said, like a kill. Like I said, off screen, because I have no idea what he'd be saying. <laughs> Probably hear the hammer just, and flying, Tim. Just, 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 just know that, uh, just know that, that that he proceeds to go yell at the good doctor. Shouting for, match for, happy. For, yeah, old old men proceed to yell at each other. <laughs> off screen. Yeah. So is Etsu and uh, Doctor Marcus leaving? Uh, Etsu isn't, but Doctor Marcus is. After after he after he goes and, and makes sure that everyone's going to survive the night, and then and and then uh, and then. Um, writes down and signs a paper saying that they have that they have approximate appointments to his clinic, All right. so that so that so that he can uh, make sure their wounds their their wounds are going to heal properly and everything will be fine. Um, he's going to leave. Oh, doc- right. uh, also, doctor, um, just make sure that story goes to the police or whatever. Um, I'll get it. I think it's a good enough story. Just I don't want us to go to jail. You- no, I understand. Um. Though you're probably going to have to go tell them yourself. Well, yeah. Well, I expect they'll probably question all of us a lot. Right. Um, about everything. Have them. Have them. Uh, you have my number. Have them get a hold of me. All right. I can I, I. I came and saw all of you after you were hurt. Yeah. Okay. I'm putting the glove back on. <laughs> we'll also add to the story that he cut off Tim's finger. No, no. We're gonna put it back eventually. Then that story falls through. I'm putting on both gloves. Since I mean, apparently the well, one glove is on really the shady. Finger, then we put on the, you know, his real finger once he finds the serial killer no. slash Hackman and does something. No, what? What? Sorry? What? Nothing. Um, that, what? Nothing. I hired him to find no, a serial killer. No, no, I killer. didn't hear anything. What are you talking about, Matt? Are you... Scott? Are you backing out of your deal? Because if you aren't, you're no, not I'm getting not robot backing things. out of any deal at all. I just, I'm being discreet. I don't think there's much to be discreet around these people. One of them, I mean, what if your friend is a demon? Your friend's a bird. Well, yeah, but I don't have to be a jerk about it. Yeah, but we do. We, we know about we know about that guy. 
Oh, you do? He's any he's, good feet? He's kind of, no. We just know he's a jerk. He was oh, he was no. kind of he was kind of threatening at some point, but now he just kind of talks to us at night and just keeps making laughing noises. I have a feeling well, he could do a lot, but then he doesn't. Yeah. Like I said, I don't think he's more of an annoyance than a threat to me. He's kind of more of an annoyance any, than a threat to most of us. In any case, though, everybody, I suggest um, contacting the police in the very near future. Um, I imagine they've probably already found the bodies. Yes, that's why I say I, I, I advise contacting him in the very near future. Um, coming out of here, finding them somehow, some way. I suggest coming out of here and doing that because yeah, because this will raise well, even more questions. Oh, speaking of police, I got a, you want, if you want to see, I got a news box station, a thingamabob, a, oh, television, that's what it's called. And, uh, you, 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 sur- you, you perform advanced surgical procedures and you don't know what a television is. He doesn't know what a lot of things are. I've been practicing surgery for a long time. And he, has, he has absolutely no, no, uh, modern devices here. He has, oh, only, and, he has only 18th century surgery. And, you know, 18th century sci-fi equipment. It would be an that was, that was that was Dr. Marcus saying that actually. It's not even Victorian era equipment. It's colonial America era equipment. Hey, some, some of it doesn't actually hey, make sense. Hey, we didn't have you know we didn't have Jacob ladders in the Victorian era. That was cutting edge technology. This is the most cutting edge piece of technology you have here. But anyways, I'm not going to argue with with, with you, you crazy old man. Crazy like a fox. Putting both the gloves back on. <laughs> Um, and then, and then yeah, uh, she's he's going to pretty much uh, say, anyways, kids, I, I was just going on the police in the very near future, yeah. um, and then seeing if they can escort you home. Uh, and yes, you all have appointments at my clinic. Um, all right, I'll see you guys. I'll, I'll see everyone soon. Yeah, and I'll I'll be talking to you, Doctor. Oh, hello. <sighs> well. Well, that sad sack's gone. So who wants to watch the, uh, Telemabob? The visual screen communicator. You even own this thing and you don't know what it is. Uh, bring it out, Number B, and he brings out... It looks like a sci-fi, uh, you know, the 50s sci-fi, uh, television with... Which is, you know, a 50s television with, you know... It's just made of stainless steel for no reason. <laughs> no, it's made of stainless steel, but it's actually it's stained steel. And also has these weird kind <laughs> of coming out of it's it. It's stained steel. steel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the doctor has, took stainless steel and then stained it. This is the it has, doctor he is. <laughs> it also has kind of rabbit ears, but they have circles around them to make yeah. them all look sci-fi and light bulbs sticking out of it. And he that's, takes that's, uh, what makes, that's what puts the image on the screen, the tubes. Yeah, and uh, he uh, he takes out an old like a um, remote control that clicks every time you push a button, and it apparently it gets satellite. <laughs> You know what? It's that's the craziest thing. It doesn't satellite. It is a satellite. It is a satellite. It launches into space. What? Happy uh, birthday to the ground. <laughs> I assume we'll watch TV in any case. Whatever channel is put on. Uh, George will ask for somebody to wheel the gurney he apparently can't get up from. No, he got up. He, you got untied. Yes, but he was woozy and didn't want to stand up. He was woozy so. and shot in the fine. face. That's the most important part of this. Scott's That's will, uh, she'll, she'll be like, fine. And Scott's just... No, not you. Somebody else. Scott will grab the gurney, push him over, and then go sit down by him. Thanks. Thanks, Scott. Because <laughs> she's freaking out and he needs someone not to freak out right now. <laughs> 
She's less than less than Emma's freaking out. She's just not saying anything. She's just kind of pulled herself into a ball and stopped existing. She's being useless, essentially. She's she no longer has a PC halo over her. She 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 has personally and intentionally removed her own PC halo. And uh, hey. And right now, uh, hold on a second. Uh, Hi, sorry. Hey. I don't know much. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I just I kind of wish a week could go by where we don't get I don't know where there's not a serial killer or giant robots or someone tries to shoot at us or magical demon portals or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, me too. You want to just. I don't know. After today, you want to just try and ignore everything supernatural? I would love to. Let's just let's just do that. Okay. Okay. Nods her head weakly and then goes yeah. back to putting her head against her knees. Do you do you still like me? Yeah, of course. All right. And he puts his arm around her and puts his head on hers. Yeah, she'll lean into him and then. Go back to not really saying anything. Yeah, it's pretty much pretty much Scott voiced her huge problems already. <laughs> was that she's pretty much scared to death of everything. Yeah. All right, and then uh, you see the news come on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll do it. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! You gave me really. <laughs> Hold on, let me figure out how an actual news reporter would say. You just that. say it. Say it. Just, in- just say it in your really upbeat. No, 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 I know how to say it, but Charlie... Yes. Oh, you need just... Re- oh, rephrasing it? Yeah. All right. <laughs> you, you also say fixing it. the spelling errors. <laughs> yeah. You should, you, should, you should say it exactly like that, but, but, ha, but, ha, but have her, like, realize that the card she's reading from is wrong. It's all wrong. Fire the teleprompter guy on camera. <laughs> What's Vlad and Gur? Oh, blood and gore. <laughs> Vlad and Gert. It's the new. It's the new cartoon. Good evening, Troy. This just in: some bodies were found in the woods, believed to be done by the thing that killed the goats and shit. Also, three guys in suits were found in a garbage cart. No COD. What is wrong with my teleprompter? Goodness, this is awful. I know someone who's not gonna have a job tomorrow. Back to you, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Well. Oh, that was the best. Uh, that's literally what you. he wrote. He's like, beloved to be done by the thing that killed the goats and shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like a teleprompter guy's been drinking again. <laughs> I know someone going back to prison. My heart goes out to your family, Thomas. Uh, Go fuck yourself, San Diego. <laughs> Believed to be done by the border. And also, fuck, 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 it's fuck. It's not about, you know, the three guys being found in a dumpster, gar- a garbage cunt, found, you know, wearing what? suits, uh, no COD. <laughs> yeah, what? No, no COD, no CODs. No COD and uh, police are being police quiet are about it. Et cetera. Wait, no COD? What? Cause cash of death. Cash on delivery. Uh, <laughs> no cash on delivery, No please. found, yeah, they couldn't find the cause of death. No call of duties. Sorry, no CODs. No call of duties here. Wait, so... Right. So they weren't found in the woods? 1990. No, they were found, uh, the three guys in suits, you know, the th- guys in who... In case you didn't hear what I said, Troy, some bodies was found in the woods, <laughs> believed to be done by the thing that killed the goats and shit. Also, <laughs> in an unrelated crime, three guys in suits were found in the garbage cart. No COD. <laughs> 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 what are, what? In other plot-relevant news, 
<laughs> who says it's unrelated. <gasps> yeah, but yeah, the you know the guys found in the woods. You know who those guys are. Yeah. No, they, and no, no mention of the you know inferno of forest fire. Man, that was that was that was actually that was actually stopped pretty quickly. Yeah. There was still a giant there was still a giant burned patch. Forest fires happen. Yeah. In a very specific okay. Yes. Yeah, well you know. Forest fire. So, you know some punks said they were probably there, sitting there, on there was, there was a campfire nearby. Hey, they were hooligans. Probably, they were probably, probably related to the dismembered corpses, you know, the kids yeah, got, a, yeah. got a giant they got a blockbuster, you know. No, no. You see, the, as you hear later on the news, they believe the like they were part of a gang. They set a tree on fire, and then that disturbed the the uh, creature they're calling it, and it just att- attacked and mauled them. Forest fires happens. They're being more in very specific open places. In they're fact, act- usually there. You actually guys notice they're being more open with this, you know, bunch of teenagers being mauled by a wild animal than they are with, you know, the, like that three guys in the suits and a gun thumb can, which pretty much gets one men- mention. Yeah. Well, I love how bad the, the media investigators of Troy are. Oh, sure, stuff's on fire and people have died. That's not at all similar to like eight other things that have happened in our city. You know the what? They're just they're months. just they're just getting used to taking things in stride. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Sam, right. I don't know if you noticed this, but a nuclear bomb went off and things went back to normal. <laughs> there's 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 more than likely like some national news channel that is just like, all right, so this is a place called Troy. Here's all this shit that happens. Glenn, Glenn Beck is somewhere drawing a chart. He's drawing. Glenn Beck is drawing a chart of all the reasons Obama is responsible for this. Yeah, he is. He is. He. he Glenn Beck has has able has been able to uh, to draw the connections with everything in Troy, but he circled them all with Nazis, right? And then drew then drew a connection with Obama to the Nazis. Well, you know, the Nazis did love that Mayan symbology. Yeah, yeah. So like, so so all the all the stuff that's, that's happened in Troy was the fault of the Nazis. Who are led by Obama? Did did he just connect atomic bomb with death panels? Glenn, Glenn Beck. So. Glenn Beck is a very special man. <laughs> world's and worst. If you're, Mormon. if you're listening to this, Glenn Beck, thank you. You're the world's <laughs> worst Mormon. <laughs> the blaze sucks. Anyway. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. But that's the main news. Uh. All like there's a press statement with Mayor Lu- Ulysses getting on the sand. Saying that he's gonna send out hunters to hunt down this creature, you know, and he he's gonna pay a thousand dollars. Does he have a Does he have a lynch mob with torches and pitchforks? No, <laughs> but he got the, he's jaws. got a bunch of rednecks. He's got a bunch of rednecks behind him with guns. <laughs> is, there, is there one particular redneck who speaks with a Scottish accent? We must find the beast. <laughs> I will find, yeah, I'll I'll find sure, the I'll find the beast and I will kill and I will kill it with this rifle of mine. <laughs> yeah. God damn it, Quint! No, redneck Quint, get out of here. Yeah, wet redneck Quint's there too. And he's, he's putting over. He's using a ramrod to push it to push a silver bullet. No, he's down using a, a harpoon down a 19th gun. century rifle. No, no, redneck Quint. Quint uses a harpoon gun, a homemade harpoon gun. What's going on here? <laughs> okay, but anyways, you know he's you know obviously the rednecks are there to you know improve Ulysses' ignit. Uh, you know improve uh, Ulysses. His reputation with the hometown boys, I mean the good old country boys, and uh, he goes, "I will pay one thousand dollars to uh, whoever can bring me the the uh, corpse of this cr- uh, creature stuffed and mounted." And a bunch That's of oddly specific and strange for a mayor to be announcing, but okay, I could do that. And a bunch of uh, rednecks shoot off their guns in city limits, and apparently no one cares. <laughs> 
Well, you know, all the police are busy looking for kidnappers. Um, no, the police are, there's police there, and they're looking, like, they're looking at the rednecks and looking at Ulysses, kind of horrified that he's letting this happen. In other, new, in other news, uh, bans against visual, vigilantism abolished. <laughs> costume, costumed news. heroes take to the streets. <laughs> the, the, the next day, Mel Ulysses impeached? Question mark. <laughs> No, no, no. The no. Given what given what state we're sure. apparently in, Mayor may Ulysses' approval rating up ninety percent to one hundred percent. May dead people come to polls to vote for Mayor Ulysses? <laughs> it's been done. <laughs> Jingles, did you vote again? You're so silly. Chasey's she old enough too. She's on a lot. Eh. Lazy generation Xers not doing your civic duty of voting. Uh, <laughs> How long ago was Generation X? I have no idea. What what generation is this? She now? thinks everything beyond her is Generation X. <laughs> I think we're after the one after Generation goddamn, X. Goddamn youngsters. I believe we are Generation Hammer. Uh, goddamn whippersnappers. <laughs> in any case, in any case, um, and to uh. Could have watched at one point is my the people that I am staying with are going to start to wonder where I am eventually. Um, he gets up from beside Manny and walks over to you to him. He just goes, "I'm sorry." She just kind of shakes her head. I don't know what you are, what you are going to do, but if you're going to do it, I was I, I would suggest it. Yeah. Well, I mean, we have a we've got I mean, we've got a story. Um, apparently the mayor's got his own story, but, um, you know, we're, we're dealing with a kidnapper. We could just, we could extend that to murder, murder and murder, murder and psychopath with a gun. Well, I am, I am here, so if you're going to do something, I Well, I mean, we gotta, I mean, George, are you okay to move? Can you get up? George, you're a little bit woozy, but you're okay to move. Your head, though, due to the decrease of meds, your head is starting to get a headache. I mean, I can I can move. I just I think I'm better off staying here watching over Manny. Well, uh, you guys. The thing the thing is that I mean the thing is that if if we escape, they're gonna ask a lot of questions. Well, if Manny also isn't here, they're gonna also ask questions. Wait, what's what is the plan to tell them we found Manny? Because in that case, fine. Yeah, I'll come along. Yeah, that was that was my plan. We should. Okay. And he's actually looking I over. Actually, I got shot in the head, you know. Yeah. But, look, yeah, but look, if, here, I got shot in the head. It's, it's, but if it's, it's we fine, say it's we fine. found Manny, <laughs> we all got killed. Neil goes, if we say we found Manny, though, they'll come to look for him, and he can't. And the good doctor said he wouldn't be awake for about. Well, yeah. Well, we say, well, we can. Yeah, but we can try and do something to try and convince them to move him to, I don't know, some other. I mean, it's gonna oh, raise. It's, it's gonna. It's gonna raise. Someone's. The problem is, if we go now, someone's gonna ask, you know, where we got medical treatment. Well, it's just gonna keep getting more suspicious if we go later. And also, Manny's features haven't fully retracted. I don't. Well, anyone have a hacksaw? We can fix one part of that. You know who, very well who has a hacksaw in this general vicinity. <laughs> Every, the answer is everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Me and the good doctor. Yeah, and uh, the good doctor shows up. Also, I have to say, I unfortunately can't allow police into this premises. They might take. Well, yeah. Well, I wasn't saying we were going to do it here. I was saying that we that we go we go to we go to an you know a faraway location. We call the police and we ask and we wait for them to show up. 
Yes, but what about Manny? Uh, and while we're heavily bandaged? Yeah, we we need we need he needs uh, rehabilitation. Well, what are we gonna what are we gonna say? There's a bunch there's there's a bunch of murders. We've been gone for a while. We got it. We have to come. Then, we have then, to come back eventually. And when shines up, and and Frida. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of people we have to answer questions for here. So what are the questions? So the question is, where is Manny? Which is your answer? Well, the, also the other question is, why are we covered in blood? Why are we all bandaged up? But you're avoiding the question. Where is my finger? Oh no, there it is. I mean, is Manny? They might ask you. Well, is Manny dead? Is he? Yeah, it was, I, where, if he's not, where is he? If he is, where is his body? You know, because they gotta get body, so they put it in the morgue, so I can seal it when they're not looking. Yeah, habeas corpus. Yeah, well, I'm saying that I don't know. I, well, we're in we're in a lot of. I mean, the thing is, we have there's too many there's there's too many questions we have to answer, and there's no story that's going to answer them right. Yeah. So, but and if I, you if if you answer them too strangely you will bring in people you do not want to bring in I'm, yeah how about this this isn't a great solution but it's a solution how about if we say that we ran into you know the kidnapper and, and the murderer and he got away with our friend and we got banged up and you know then later once Manny's back to being alive he can have escaped or something. We can keep Manny, and and if we keep if we keep Manny out of the spotlight, he won't be a target. Uh, will be. Neil raises his hand. Could you say I was kidnapped too? Yeah, that's that's fine. All right. Maybe I could because you know maybe I could say I got him out. That's why I'm less injured than he is. Which you know that that that'll actually work, and that way you know we we don't have to explain Manny. We can tell our story and you know we've been hurt and you know we went to the only place we've been able to go ever to be patched up the clinic dr marcus will back us up that we came in he did in fact treat you over my treatment but he still he still looked at you wouldn't be lying we don't we don't have to bring anybody here yeah well i'm not about bringing anybody here this is a place that would raise more questions than anything else no no i'll just do what who's did we get a good look at the person that kidnapped Nier and Manny? He kind of shot me. Uh, you could you could always say that it was. Hey, we could always put more heat on that a uh, slash uh, that you know rapscallion serial killer. I mean, yeah, dogs, right? I heard that in the news. He fed someone to a dog, or a part of someone to a dog. Or we could always you know keep going with the wild animal story and say you oh. know they're lost out there. Yeah, I mean one of the one of those things. I mean we have. I don't know. Is any? I would. Hmm? I, I I would suggest whatever is most believable. I mean, if people are going to believe the, <laughs> if people are going to believe the dog story, then let's go with that. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think That's... people. I don't think people outside the mayor, who's apparently going crazy, is going to believe the wild animal story. All right. So it is. That's slash Hackman. Yeah, why not? Oh, make things easier for me. Yeah. I did not get a good look at him. It's, it's fine. I don't. None of us really get. I know one person who got a very, everyone got a very no, good. No, I mean, I do not. I mean, I do not know what Strash Hackman looks like. It's fine. Yeah, we have we have someone we have someone here who does. I think. Looking to Emma. <laughs> she looks up and then nods her head weakly and. 
you want to, you know, if you want to catch this guy, right? I don't know anymore. You want us all to get back to the home? Well, I want to catch yeah. this guy. <laughs> yeah, I want us all to get home. Okay, yeah. Well, I'll, let me just explain to you guys, and then you can just count the both memory. Yeah, well, they're probably going to ask us separately anyway. Do we know although, that although, I mean, has actually seen Slash Hackman before? Can we just give him Newt's description and then say it's Slash? We could, I don't know, yeah. Could, I yeah. do remember what Neil raises at. I also remember what Slash looks like. I was with him for some time. I mean, either boy, either person we pin it on, we're pinning it on a, you know, criminal. And Neil pre- just, you know, out of the blue... No bluntness about him gives you a description, like a complete physical description of what Slash looks like. Uh, Tim, uh, George, and oh no, just Tim and George. Uh, oh, and Etsu, give me a uh, remember rolls. Okay. Alrighty. Let me get my character sheet. <laughs> Find my dice. I have my dice. Want my character sheet? Only it's only what an hour and a half into this game, and we're finally making rolls. Not like we've needed dice. Shut up. Uh, two tens. That'll do it. I'm actually surprised we're making any rolls in this. Alright. Brains must remember. Can I go spot weirdness? No. This, this isn't okay. really weird. Alright. Well, I, I recall his description has he has rose teeth <laughs> like a shark. Yeah, he <laughs> also had a... <laughs> Yeah, okay. and he also had uh, features on his face like he was they were carved from like very edgy, angular, like they were carved from wood. Okay, uh, so as he doesn't remember anything. Uh, remember. Both uh, Tim and uh, George, you remember this description? It sounds like a certain sorcerer person you know. He's a, like, he's a janitor who's also a sorcerer on the weekends. Yeah. No, he's oh, a sorcerer who's also a janitor on the weekdays, apparently. But yeah, you're starting to put two and two together and getting four. You put two oh. together and you get... Okay, so he was that guy whose occupations didn't make any sense, huh? huh? Oh. <laughs> well, wait. Do you, wait. If you know him, then this is going to be a very quick investigation. I mean, he's a janitor now. I think he's also a murderer. He's also a sorcerer. That's. I mean, that really was actually. Him? Yeah, it's actually. Well, that's uh, Emma. Um, there's a reason I couldn't run a game tonight. Um, because you don't know how to deal with the letter Skyrim. E. No, the re- the re- the reason is that I'm kind of out of it. Um, because of Skyrim. No, actually, I'm just really out of it today. I'm just I, I didn't. I'm just fucking with you, Nate. I understand. Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Emma will just wait. That guy you're talking that works at your school. Yep. <sighs> okay. Okay. New plan. <laughs> Let's get rid of him. Yes, I like that plan. You see. Let's get rid of him as, before before I just go crazy. I'll go as, crazy after we do that. As neat as having a finger that doesn't actually work in sync with the rest of the of my hand is, I like that plan. Okay. Um. I don't know how we're going to actually pin him down, but I'm going to have to skip school one of these days to go to go to your high school. Well, I imagine after a situation like this, they might give us. I don't know. We're probably gonna all be out of school. Or get a lot of counseling or yeah. something. I don't know. I was actually planning on spending most of the, most of next week in Doctor G's office, but yeah, I'll skip one of the days. Go to go to your guys' high school. I think I can probably take care of this. 
Or Tim and I could, and then, yeah. Also, uh, Emma, you pro- noticed that he looks very, like, he was, of course, after the whole Manny thing, he's not, you know, really okay, but, like, he's acting really weird whenever Lash is mentioned. He kind of, you know... Who? Go, goes, uh, Neil. He kind of just goes into a corner and doesn't say anything. Isn't that what he normally does? Emma would, Emma would say something about it, but she's yeah, not in a, really in a good state herself. Yeah, so she's kind of on the she's she's kind of on the on 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 the brink of a of a meltdown here. Yeah, understandable. You you know just store it in your thought bank for later. <laughs> the thought store it in your thinking. <laughs> the thought bank is currently closed. It is past twelve on a Saturday. Yeah, thought bank. Like, like, the bravado the, the actually is very brief. She says that, and then she just kind of like shrinks back down again, and just like, well, you guys know where he is now, so you're going to go with it. And now that I think about it, there really isn't much I could do. So, never mind. You hear from the corner, you can do a lot. Shakes her head. The power I have doesn't actually do anything to him in the first place. Not the power you as a person. He can just make knives attack people. He can just kill me. He can't kill me, though. God. Alright, and the good doctor goes, Okay, are you guys gonna leave, or am I have to go to get Arowina to get out some sleeping cots? Uh, no, we're, we're gonna we're gonna go. That's fine. Alright, yeah, and... Let's, let's go, guys. Oh, and uh, for the gent and the lady, he throws you both uh, bottles of, uh, unlabeled bottles of, uh, Vicodin, in case any pain right. comes. Who's he throwing this to? Uh, George and, uh, Etsu. Etsu, Etsu takes it, and then is, I would much rather have a, a crutch. Oh, okay, George, sure. George will take one. one, because fuck it, he got shot in the head. I would, I would be okay with a cane either, it does not matter. Alright, here, have, have this umbrella. Just don't hit the, uh, button on the edge. It'll, it'll cause the fans to kick up and you'll be flying, and I don't think you're, you're certified to control those things. This is not going to work. He walks out, walks in with a giant bone. Here. There is... Mm. Mr. Good Doctor, uh, in, in, uh, I, under, I understand what you have to work with here, but do you, do you not have any, do you not have any pieces of wood that are shaped with a handle? Hold on, let me check. And he goes into a big pile of junk, which apparently, you know, the brain pot bought in, throws several things out, and gets out, you know, one of those, like, those crutch, those crutches with the arm braces things on them. Yeah, yeah, the one, yeah, the ones you need I was two gonna of. Use- yeah, I was gonna use I was gonna use these to help um, Matt Monty get on, back on his feet, but I guess you can borrow them for the time being. Thank you. She takes one. I imagine George takes one too. Yep, George will take one. Sticks it under his arm. Kind of hobbles with it. Takes also, it back in. Yeah. The yeah. good feelings are starting to come back. It's been a bad day. But George, what is what what is this thing you're imbibing? Condor. It feels like it feels like a uh, Thunderbird's in the room, but he's not there. But he is there. Thunderbird, are you here? <laughs> Thunderbird, you're not in my you're not you're not in my realm again, are you? Thunderbird, I swear I swear to I swear to me if you're here, I'm going to light you on fire again. He's not there, but you feel like he's there. I know, that's why I'm saying this. His 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 his, his anthropomorphic flamingo girls are probably terrified right now. <laughs> anthropomorphic flamingo girls. That is the greatest phrase. Anthropomorphic. And uh <laughs> those are his those are his servants. <laughs> and before uh, he has, he has working in his realm. And uh, he probably, probably created them. And uh, before Aino Etsu leaves, uh, Neil taps her on the stone and goes, "Uh, Etsu, yes. 
I was thinking about what you said earlier about how we need also need to protect people from Manny, and I don't think that's mutual exclusive from protecting him because he doesn't want to hurt people, and if he does, I think that'll cause him pain, and he's very durable, but still susceptible to pain, both physical and emotional. So, if Manny ever gets like that, and with my increase, these emotions keep coming, becoming stronger every day, so I might not be able to act. So, if something happens, you might need need to be the one to and he kind of makes a motion to knock of uh, knocking out. I don't think I can do that. Can she? Uh, she uh, she shakes her head. Um, and uh, motion, motions to the motions to uh, make makes a uh, like a like a motion um, against her head like a gun. And it's just, that would be a better idea. But what if that kills him? Then he does not hurt anybody. No, my friend. That's who. I've killed a lot of people. Yes. A lot. I'm sure I have too. Way more than and before Manny met me. Most of them were probably children. Before Manny met me, I think I might have. I if he hadn't, you know, met me, I might have killed more. I mean, the only reason he, I know you think he's a monster, but I think it's if anything, it's the other way around. He he was the he at least was the kid holding me the monster back. There is a difference between a soldier and a monster. And I'm starting to doubt I ever was a soldier. Cherubs were soldiers, yes. Special operations. Soldier, I think they're soldier in name only. She shakes her head. How many... I do not remember much, but I do know that. What if that's just a lie? A lie the people implanted in your brain? She shrugs her shoulders. That's all I know. And therefore, it is my reality. Well, I know that you know that Manny isn't a monster, and that's my reality. And and I know that you are wrong, but we need to go. I guess you're not going to be my partner anymore. I told you I would have to think about it. I asked you if you would let me think about it. Thank you. <sighs> Neto, need I need time to think about things. I'm. And I at least ask you for Manny to get a chance to wake up and apologize, I guess. He killed four people. Butch killed four people. He just used Newton and Manny as proxy. She, uh, she disagrees, but isn't going to continue the argument. I need to go. I just wouldn't like to see the two people closest to me in my life fight. I'm not going to fight with him. You're going to hate him. No. I do not hate beams, but I do terminate them if they are dangerous. I guess with that, she'll start leaving. Neil goes back to sitting next to Manny. With that punch in the face, she'll leave. <laughs> They're not consumed with lust. Uh, hello? So, yes, so she leaves. <laughs> yeah, every, yeah, everyone else leaves that. too. And yeah. I, don't, All right. we're, we're, I don't know where we're going before we call the police. Actually, you Neither probably get pulled over by the police on the way there. I don't even know where we're going. <laughs> I mean, if where we go, are you go, going? I mean, if we go, if we go out on the street, then yeah, the police are going. <clears throat> the police, someone's going to call in a bunch of kids covered in blood. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> also gonna, the fact that, um, also the fact that you know, Frida probably sent you know APPs out for you because it's now dark out and it's dark out, and we are also missing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so it makes it makes sense. And uh, yeah, police car pulls up, and they go, oh, Christ, what happened to you?" Oh, um, 
It's it's a long story, Ken. I think we're gonna need to talk to you about it at the station. I think I'm gonna need to call call in backup. Yeah, we were gonna call some cops. We're just. Yeah, I need to get uh. We got that SWAT car in town. Is that enough to carry these kids in? A paddy wagon might serve well, or a van. Too fitting. <laughs> what? Yeah. And like you a paddy are... wagon. I don't get. Uh, and you all are brought in, and basically, you know, each one of you ask, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and we proceed to go yeah. through in detail what the fuck happened. Yeah. That's what that's what Emma will do, and also what Etsu will do. Yeah. Keep do they decide if they're on. going to... Do they decide if they're going to describe uh, Hackman as Hackman or Hackman as Newt? Uh, I think they describe... George is describing... Well, either way, George is describing Hackman as Newt. Uh, so. I think our plan was to describe him as Hackman, so that's going to mess up our story. <laughs> well. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, then again, George... Then, 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 then again, George did get shot in the face. Yeah, so... Yeah, <laughs> yeah so they write that kind of write that off as him, you know, being so delirious. <laughs> and some of the features do match a little if you squint really hard. Some of the features do, do some of the features do match if you get shot in the face. They they, yeah. test, they they research this. And uh actually Emma, while you're sitting in a room alone, you uh a very familiar criminal profile walks in. Jeez, so what you you sure are ahead of me in the case, Emma. I actually I was gonna call you in eventually for a description, but Oh you have one now. Also I, we're gonna pro- we're gonna send you home. You're probably gonna be out of school for uh about three days. That... She shakes her head. No, I'd rather go to school. It's fine. I uh, contacted the, your school psychiatrist. Uh, he's willing to do house calls, apparently. That's, I'll go see him in school. It's fine. I don't want to be home right now. I wish I could let you, but... Why? They, For one, they don't want you talking about the case to other kids in the school. I want to, you know, fresh. Two, and for two, I'm... Morally obligated not to send up to keep a kid out of school who's just been with the amount of stuff you have been. I'm not gonna go to class. I just want an excuse to not be home. Okay, fine. Is that okay? How about after this? After how about you and me will take a ride around? After you know, Friday hey, we can talk about the case and stuff. I don't want to talk about the case. I'm okay, sorry. how about? I'm uh, sorry. Uh, how about how about we uh, just uh, go and get ice cream or something? Sure. Yeah. I mean, want to go out and get a malted. I mean, like I said, I, I've heard, you know, that you've been seeing a school counselor. Of course, no information about about your uh, sessions have been disclosed to me. He seemed very adamant about that, but you. There's uh, confidentiality there, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna ask him. I'm used was studying to be a psychologist myself until that whole September 11th thing happened, and I decided to reevaluate my, my career choices. But, but you know, he's from what I can, from what I can gather, I'm probably gonna ask him to like meet with a bunch of you know the kids, yeah, you know, because to be honest, he's probably the best shrink in the uh, old city. Okay. Also, I feel I should tell you that uh, police patrols on your house have been pulled back to deal with the uh, prison child the, the youth prison outbreak. Yeah, makes sense. Man, even though you know we now confirm that it was you know the autograph killer. The mayor is still probably not going to call off his hunt for the thing that's been killing everything. I'll watch the news and wait for him to be impeached. I'm getting the feeling you'll watch it for a while. He's kind of one of those incompetent politicians that somehow keeps getting elected. That's the gist I got up from him. 
Yeah, yeah, it happens. Yeah. Though I did hear that uh, that there is at least one person r- uh, running opposing him uh, in the next year's election. But hey, maybe you know this atomic bomb will uh, this whole atomic bomb going off in the center of a town will you know get people to think twice before they elect this guy. Yeah, maybe. So tomorrow, yeah. Rian for ice cream. Sure. And he pats you on the head a little and goes, "Don't worry, we'll the um we're getting closer and closer to him every day." Well, yeah, you have a description now, so it should help things. And uh, he walks out, and uh, all of you are returned to your respective homes. Everyone, like Miss Frida, she's too distraught over your condition to, you know, punish you for leaving the house and for losing another. Gonna... And for losing another kid. <laughs> two kids actually. Two, um, yeah, two kids are missing. Well, no, we, we, lo- well, no, we lost Manny, and then in pursuit of trying to find Manny, we lost Neil. That's, oh, a, that's, that's our cover story. <laughs> He's the oh, best God. home ever. Uh, yeah. It was pretty much just not going to say anything. She's going to go upstairs, get some clothes, and go shower for the next two hours. Get her boyfriend's blood off of her. George is just going to go lie down. Yeah, her boyfriend's probably also going to go get her boyfriend's blood off of him. <laughs> All right, and Jingles, what are you doing? <laughs> Jingles is just being happy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she didn't... Jingles doesn't give a shit. Horribly maimed. Uh, Jingles, you feel something in your pocket. Was it something that she put in her pocket, or... You don't remember it being in your pocket. Alright. She's going to take out whatever is in her pocket and inspect it. It's a, uh, letter with a heart on it. Okay. And at a town anatomically correct heart, but a heart nonetheless, and it says, it says, Hi, Jingles! Oh. Oh my god, Arowina is the cutest mother- ah, ah, ah. That's really cute. Yeah. She assumes it's from Arowina. <laughs> yeah, you don't know many okay. people who would give you a, a piece of paper that has an atomically correct heart on it. Alright. Atomically correct. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> uh, Etsu, how often do you come in mismatch state to your house? Not often was the uh, w- did the police at least tell her tell her foster family or whatever. The police probably took her home. <laughs> yeah, and called her parents. Like, yeah, your foster fairy family. You know, they're pretty much. You know, she doesn't have any parents. Spoiler. They pretty much say you know you can skip school for the next week, and they set up your room with a bunch of ice packs and bring you ice cream. Thank you. <laughs> Meanwhile, Tim, you come home. Uh, your dad's in the study. Tim? Hey. Have I heard correct that you have been going out on escapades? Uh, Dangerous escapades? Define escapades. Ones where your friends get kidnapped and people get killed, and you did this without telling me. Well, I mean, you you don't really plan a kidnapping if you're not the kidnapper. I'm going to sleep now. When I wake up tomorrow morning, you're going to come to school, and we're going to talk about the appropriate punishment. Yes, sir. Now, he downs the, the gin. Time for sleep. And he passes out in his armchair. All right. So the game begins. Will he remember? <laughs> it's the most dangerous game. I go to my room or whatever. Work on the workbench I'm sure I have in there. Work on some things. Oh, I, I don't know. I have a place. There, I sleep there. There, there. there is no ability to make a uh, a luck check in this game. Alas. <laughs> yeah. so, well, I'm sure I built one if I didn't have one already. All right, pass to the next day, Monday. It is not a happy day, and it, but it is yours and mine. Uh, <sighs> first off, we'll go to school happy because days. you guys are probably the rest of everyone else is probably sleeping in because 
don't have to wake up as early for school anymore because they don't they get school off because they were kidnapped. Yeah, because <laughs> they were kidnapped and saw some horrible, brutal murders. Yeah. Uh, it's the only good part of seeing horrible, brutal murders. Except, except uh, that you want something to take your mind off of the murders that you saw. Uh, Tim, you are in the library with uh, Caleb. Yes, this is where I wanted to be. This okay. is that's really... That's who went to school as well. <laughs> Why not? After all these awful things happened, this is where I wanted to be. Hi, Two Dope. Yo, man, what's up? Um, hey, I've been, I've been, I've been, goes, hey, dude, I've been texting. I've been texting. Comes out from around the corner. <laughs> yo, what's up, my, yo, what's up, my uh, Nippon hotness? But no, seriously, man, seriously, uh, I've been, I've been texting Manny like all weekend. I don't know where he is. He hadn't, he hadn't responded to nothing. Uh, he's busy. Well, I mean, busy with what? I mean, normally he sends, normally he sends me something back. Uh, he's busy away from his phone. Everyone, give me awareness check. <laughs> awareness. I don't have that skill. I will give you a note. Note it. Plus. <laughs> should, I, should, I, should I should I should I roll just uh just just uh perception? Roll, roll brains plus not ice. <laughs> Damn it. Tens and two nines. Uh, uh, did George go as well? <laughs> what? I don't think George. I don't think George went. I don't think they'll let George go out. Miss Frida's like, nah. Wait, so uh, no, no, no. You, 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 you get, you, you get to, you get to. Um, I think he, I think he meant everybody's staying home, at least at the halfway oh, no, no. house. Um. Okay, so I'm rolling for Emma then. For Etsy. No, no, not Emma. This is everyone in the uh, everyone in the library. Yeah. Ha! Unless I mean, unless Molly's somehow there. Nope. Double uh, eights. Uh, ah, nope. Take that, man. Didn't even didn't even roll straight. <laughs> All right. So, uh, was uh Tim the only one to get it? Oh, that's who also got the list. You both see like this. Uh, you were looking towards the door, and you see a snake. Like it looks like a uh like very secret agent snake telescope thing is looking around the uh looking from underneath the door around the uh place. I'm just gonna stomp on it with a good foot. Oh come on, that is like a cartoon. Well, I think no. It's it's one of those. It's an optic camera. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Well, it's more more, it's like more, good more, more Splinter Cell than Bugs Bunny. <laughs> it's, it's like a bad sci-fi. You hear a knock on the door saying, "This is SWAT. Open up." Is it after uh, she stepped on it? Yeah. Uh, uh, too dope. Do things maybe. Yeah. Shit, man. Uh, yeah. Shut it. <laughs> what do you would you ask me to do? Uh, dude, there's uh, are the five O out there for reals? No, they are not out there. I'm they. That is just a Yo, bunch Shawty, of people. Your voice. I need to fix your modulator. Uh, <laughs> I'd much rather talk like this. But you keep insisting that I talk like this. Yo, Shaw, there's something totally wrong. But anyway, the five O. There's totally like five O out there. Correct. There are the invisible the man. Invisible out. us. Do the invisibling. Do it. All right. <laughs> All right. Give me a roll on. Invisibling. I will roll on the invisibling. Stop verbing that. <laughs> We will inv- we'll we'll, all be invisible. We'll, uh, Atsu will uh, step step backwards and in, into you know walk walk backwards until until she's in the vicinity of the invisibling. I will join this greater sphere of invisibility. <laughs> all right, let's see. Uh, house four sevens. Everyone turns invisible as the swap breaks down the door and then br- looks very confused around the room. Uh, what the hell? Yo, uh, we saw some kids in here, but. I think this school is haunted. And you hear the chief go, "No, it's not goddamn haunted. Uh, continue your rounds. We're not, we're not, we're not, uh, we're not gonna stop until this uh, janitor here is brought into for questioning." 
And uh, they proceed to uh, walk down the halls in a swap formation. Uh, once they get clear of the door, we will, assuming they've busted it down with a battering ram or something, we will walk. No, they it, kicked the fucking door. Yeah, down. well, okay, no, yeah, actually, they, yeah, okay, they, they broke the door open though, right? It's just hanging oof. open limply. It's on the floor. Yeah, okay. So once they get out of the way of that, uh, Caleb's going to suggest uh, that we all get out of there. <laughs> I am really going to need a gun soon. Stop talking. <laughs> oh. it's, it doesn't make sound invisible. <laughs> Let's oh. do this. Also work on your vocabulary. <laughs> maybe, maybe we could knock him out with a hammer. <laughs> Not saying anything. Or maybe we can use hammers to disguise the noise of our voices. They'll just hear hammers clanging together. They won't know it's us. I like how Hammerstein's was. What do you expect them to do? Mm, okay. Happy place. Happy place. So what are you guys going to do? It looks at him. This is not the happy place. Uh, no, Caleb's going to try and lead them down the hall to to a bathroom where they will un where they will unvisible or they were revisible. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they were already invisible. Yes. Yeah, you go into a stall, revisible, come out. You see, you see Kirk going. Ah, oh, I see, oh, I see. You're hiding in here too. Yeah, man, totally. Uh, yeah. You, you better, yeah. You, I am dude, you best stay so... in there. There's like, there's, there's fucking five O all over this place. I don't know. Yeah, they're they're here. I think they're here for me. They think they. I think they know about the device. Yeah, it's totally, <laughs> man. It's too much. You need to hide out in there all day, cause they're never gonna check this place. Or maybe. All right. I, may or maybe. All right. Oh, I am. Pro- yo, bro. Hey. You just. That's so. That's so. Actually, in a in a uh, in, in, in a uh, brief moment of um of wanting to screw with somebody, should actually clear her clear her throat and and be like, what 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 is this guy's last name? Actually, I'm sure they've been introduced before. Kurt Russell Miller. <laughs> Um, I'm Mr. Miller. Yeah. The device in question. Oh yeah, it's in my brain. They, I, I see. Put it, I can't show you it. It's in my brain, man. She's, she's gonna look over at Tim. What's Tim's last name? Uh, Tim uh, Rogers. Yeah. Rogers, of course. Sorry, sorry, I briefly forgot that I, that I remember really after asking. Um, it's a pun. <laughs> Agent Rogers. Mm. Do you have the device to extract to to, to extract pieces of brain? Kurt hears that and bolts over the stalls and into the hallway, where he probably gets. You appropriately hear him get tackled by SWAT. Agent Two, dope. I feel bad for what we've done today. <laughs> Yo, man, what's up with all this agent shit? It's a. It's apparently an awful, awful prank that just got a child tackled. You know what? I'm cool with I that. Whatever. Nothing. Um. I I I regret absolutely nothing. Besides, I am feeling very. Upset again because I'm again in the boys' bathroom. <laughs> well, maybe if you stopped coming into the boys' bathroom, you wouldn't be in the boys' bathroom. Yeah, girl, come on. You wouldn't you? You would not take no for an answer. Uh, I, girl, I didn't. I, did I didn't say. I didn't say nothing. Okay, maybe I said something, but I didn't say that much. And you hear the bell ring, say, signaling that you know a bunch of kids are going to be in the yeah, hallway and etc. Yeah, you probably won't be detected by the SWAT. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Also, um. Caleb doesn't believe uh, Tim. Caleb doesn't believe Tim's response about Manny. He's gonna try and ask Shoddy to telepathy out of it. To telepathy the thing out of him. <laughs> out of who? Manny or out of, Tim? out of Tim? He doesn't know where Manny is. It's impossible to telepathy someone you don't know where is. <laughs> okay then, uh, Tim. You now have another voice in your head. Hello there. Damn it! Maybe this one will drown out the first one. What? What other one? 
Never mind. Yeah, never mind, yeah. I'm so yeah, I, never mind. Never mind. Oh, that one. I see. There, there yeah, was some multiple levels because we're talking in his mind. Yes. If you could well, whatever, you can stay here, just keep quieter. Um, Mr. Rogers, I believe it was. It's Tim. Tim, if you prefer to be called that. Um, Tim, uh, my child wishes to know a thing from you, and you, he believes you are holding it back from him. Hmm, okay. What? The Pacific, the Pacific, yes, he wants to know where things are in the ocean. Um, the specifics of it, of course, are the question he was asking. He wants to know where this, where his friend Manny is. I believe the fifth. Looking at this from a logical perspective, uh, this is going to sound very strange because I'm saying it out loud, but looking at this from a logical perspective, if I already gave him an answer, whether it was the true one or not, why would I give a second one? A fair point, but the thing is, I per- I personally want to know. Oh, okay. If if the new voice in my head wants to know, how c- how can I resist? <laughs> it's just I just going to put a hand over 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 Tim's mouth. <laughs> Do you mind? <laughs> you are the most, you are the most indiscreet person I have ever known. Okay, okay. I'm you, may, try you, 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 you make you make you make Nedu look stealthy. Okay, okay. I'm gonna try talking in my head this time. Okay. Thank you. I'm gonna try this subvocation shit. He scrunches his face up really hard and he starts yelling in his brain. That's fine. That's fine. So. Hi. You don't need to talk that loudly. You uh, asked for this. Okay, so, new voice in my head wants to know where Manny is. You know... Why should I give the new voice a new answer? Because I, li- because I like to know things. And you know, you know, you understand full well who I am and where, what I, where I'm from. I have a vague idea what you are, but I'm not exactly sure who you are. Oh, that's better. Yes, that is... Thank you for controlling your subvocation. No, this is... No, no pr- pr- problem. Sorry. <laughs> no, my name is Shorty McKean. Shorty McKee. McKean. Be sure McKean. to enunciate the N. He's turning less James Earl Jones and more uh, and more Alan Rickman as we keep going. <laughs> you know what? I'm fine with take, that. Take the compromise, Hannibal Lecter. That's too nasally. <laughs> Um, Shorty McKean. Okay. Yes, I am the I am the guardian of Caleb Andrews. I did not understand that your signal is dropping out. I said yes. Yeah. Please. I'm sorry. I'm still getting the subvocation thing. I down. think your brain is going through a tunnel. I'm I'm working on it. Okay. There we go. <laughs> okay. I'm still getting the subvocation thing down. I said yes. Yes. Do you understand? Do you understand that this that he played that is currently placing great importance? On this man, on his friend Manny, and while I understand you are reluctant to give up the answer, please come up with a more convincing lie. Well, how about a bit of truth then? Oh, that would be wonderful. <laughs> Knowing where he is wouldn't help you get in contact with him. Is this related to the story on? Well, no, there was <laughs> there was no story on the TV about that. There was just murders. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that would technically be true if he was dead. I see. We're, that is somewhat disconcerting. Let's just say he's unwell and leave it at that. Yes. I understand. I will relay his information. Someone that the hammers hit you on the way out. 
Hammerstein, don't hit him on the way out. I am already gone. <laughs> what? <laughs> and you see, you see, I, I already, I already left your head thirty-five minutes ago. Yeah, you, he so, says this as you almost, you almost saw off your new finger while you're sawing a piece of wood because you're in subvo- shock last now. Subvocation hurts my brain throat. <laughs> you see, that's why we have a good thing going for us. You can just talk to me, and I won't. Yeah. Yeah, it's semi-good. And we'll cut to the house. Uh, You hear... Does the house have a doorbell? No. It has a knocker, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, in, in in the house, uh, Emma is the most quiet person. Scott's having, Scott's off, having she, a quiet off with her. Yeah. Occasionally having a cry off. Uh, You hear a knock on the door. She doesn't actually cry. She just, she just kind of just sits in her bed. Periodically goes downstairs to go to the library. Hey, does that window face... Do you guys window face the? Yeah, uh, we face the street, which has the door. Yeah, you, Emma, you probably see, noticed that uh, your psychiatrist friend, you see your psychiatrist friend walking down the uh. uh he was recently he know. was recently promoted. Now he can give away drugs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he uh, you see your uh, counselor friend uh is walking towards the uh, building. She kind of perks her head up a little, and then brief moment of of uh, pleasant surprise, and then a late crippling depression. Where's George, where's George in the house right now? Is he also just laying down, nursing a bullet wound? I, I assume he's high on Vicodin. <laughs> if if anything, George is accustomed to su- substance abuse. Not not really. He's very unaccustomed to substance abuse, personally. So he's kind of just tripping on Vicodin right now. <laughs> substance. He is. Yeah, and George. Emma isn't, is, Emma isn't talking to him, and she feels horrible for it. She doesn't George know what to say to him. Notice. And she doesn't know what to say to him. George, everything feels fine. The universe is in its place. Thunderbird, I told you to get out of my realm. Everything's fine except for why won't you? Why won't you leave? You're in my zone. Get out of my zone. I drew this circle around my perimeter. You can't come in. I keep lighting you on fire, but you just keep coming back. I have a spectral realm, and you have a spectral realm, and my spectral influence comes across the room. God damn it. <laughs> Thunderbird, if I could stand right now, I would claw your eyes. Alas, for some reason, my leg's not working. But yeah, so Emma, you hear a knock on the door from downstairs. Okay. She's not really going to go anywhere. I mean, she assumes that Frida or someone's going to come get them, and then they're going to go talk to a psychologist. Yeah. An attendant uh, an attendant signaled for you to come down, and they pretty much cleared out the uh, they cleared out the library for you. So, well, there's, also the, there's also the attendant room, which we use oh, yeah, for the they inter- use interrogation. The room. You see the attendant you see the attendant holding his pillow and blanket. <laughs> Is it just get out everyone else or he says if he wants to meet with you one at a time. Okay. Sure. And maybe possible later group therapy, but for right now, you know. Yes, that should be you, James. <laughs> Alright. You are the boss at this. Yeah, and I'll leave it in your hand for right now. I gotta be right. She'll here. she'll go to the attendant room. Hi. Hey Doctor G. Now, it'd be a bit of a silly question, but how have you been doing, Emma? How's it look? <laughs> right. Uh, well, why don't you give me a quick recap? Quick recap. Um. So, 
the whole situation with the boys was taken care of. I may or may not have lost a friend during it. Well, those things never turn out exactly as we hope. Then my boyfriend stayed with me. And then a friend of ours was kidnapped. And then then we went to go find him. And then I saw my boyfriend killed in front of me. Wait, when you say lost a lost a friend, do you mean uh, lost? George and I, I don't think, we haven't said a word to each other since we fought. Since he died? No, no. No. No, George is alive. Ah, uh, oh. in the room. Oh. You know, I haven't talked since then, which is awful because, well, I got shot in the face and... On one hand, it's like, yeah, I worried about him. But on the other hand, he, as soon as we fought, he just proceeded to try and break Scott and I up just in an instant and just told Scott a bunch of stuff that we weren't going, that I didn't want him to know. No. I don't was really know what to before? do about that. But was, yeah, was he this, got shot in the face. What, what, was this before or after he got shot in the face, your friend here? He, him trying to break you up. He tried to break us up before he got shot in the face. Oh, that, that right. happened when our friend our friend got kidnapped and we went to go try and save him and he's not really I don't really even know what to think about him anymore. Manny just went crazy and killed Scott. Just killed him. Just ate out his throat. Oh, so when you say lost a friend you mean Scott. <laughs> I was talking George isn't my friend anymore. Oh, well, then no one died? Scott died, and then he got better. Oh, two people died, and then they weren't dead. Only, okay. only one died, and then he got better. No one else died. Okay. George, got, George got shot, but it didn't kill him or anything. All right. Okay, this is starting to make a modicum of sense. Sorry. Didn't mean to stab there. No, no problem. Okay, so... I don't really know what to do. Well, re- I, regarding, that, regarding that tense situation between your... Uh, to... I don't even care about that anymore. Oh? What do you care about then? I don't even know. I don't... I am... I've had some of the worst thoughts ever. Worst thoughts? Tell me about them. Uh, leaving? That hardly That's... sounds terrible, but... Well, I mean, on one hand, I feel like I should be supportive. I mean, nothing happened to me. Well, there's always a bit of survivor's uh, guilt. I saw... I mean, I saw I saw terrible things happen, and I saw some things that I'm going to have nightmares about for probably the duration of my life, but nothing physically happened to me. I mean, Manny went feral and ate out Scott's throat, and then Scott got up. He just got up like nothing happened. And he's kind of going crazy because, yeah, that happened. I don't... Well, I would imagine... Manny's Manny's went crazy. Neil's going crazy because Manny went crazy. George, this is, gonna be, this is gonna be a long day for me, ain't it? Yeah, probably. Manny isn't here right now, though. God, oh. is is it horrible of me to say that I hope he doesn't come back? Uh, well, if he, uh, I can't say I know all the circumstances, but I can see why you might say that. So it was like. You know, normal kid, normal kid one second, and then just feral animal the next. Now, what's special about Manny again? I just told you. He's like a a demon, pretty much. All right. 
I, I suppose it's not too much a stretch of the imagination to imagine they might be a bit temperamental. He even has horns and wings and a tail. How's he been keeping this hidden? He wears a hood. He wears a hoodie like Scott. Tiny wings then? Yeah, they're smaller. Okay. I think he wraps his tail like around his stomach or something. All right. Now tell me about this transformation. Was it a mental one? And physical too. Physical too. His horns got bigger. And his mm. claws got bigger too. That's interesting. I guess his teeth must have got bigger because he was able to tear out Scott's throat like it was nothing. Now, that in itself goes a bit beyond my uh, my job description as a psychologist if it was uh, a physical change as well. But since he's not here anyway, I suppose that's a purely academic point. So, Manny went crazy. Uh, who shot George? A guy who kidnapped Manny. A guy named Newt. Related to Neil somehow. Alright. And what was special about Neil again? He's a super soldier. Same as Newt? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, I can sort of see that pattern. Now, is that why Manny isn't here right now? Yeah, they had to hurt Manny real bad to get him to calm down. I think they had to break almost every bone in his body. Oh, okay. So, uh, so he isn't currently kidnapped. No, he's in safe hands right now. Is he safe? I don't know. He is a person. If he is a person, I don't know. God, I'm such a bitch. No, no, don't don't be too hard on yourself. This is. I'm I'm frankly shocked that you aren't uh, more of a wreck right now. This is quite a lot to have gone through. Uh, only because I'm talking to you pretty much. I was otherwise have been really freaking out. All right. So you don't care about the uh, the tension anymore between no. the. All right. I mean, I'm I'm pissed off at George, but I can imagine. Again, it's. Because that justification enough to not talk to him. I mean, he was shot in the head. So should that should I should I say something to him or, or what? I don't know. Or should I just should I just leave? Because that's what I want to do. I want to just. Because I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm scared to death here. You know that old saying: you can't run away from your problems. Yeah, I can't solve any of these problems. Well, in some cases, that ain't I can't exact... do anything here. In some cases, that ain't normative. It's descriptive. So saying that even if I did just get another room or something, it wouldn't help? Oh, is that what you meant by run away? Leave. Most I really, most really could do. I mean, if you, if you want to get another room, I, I, got no, I, I got no qualms with that decision. That's surprisingly rational. I thought about running away from home, but I would just get found and brought back and yelled at. It wouldn't really do any good at all. Yeah, you have no idea how many people in here think about leaving home don't don't have that exact same thought. I've had a couple people do it, end up five doors down at their friend's house. I don't have a few friends here anymore, and I don't know where they live. I don't even know where I'd go. Hey, you still got, what, Scott, and who else? I'm sure you got other people here. Neil's just probably in, still around. Just in the home, yeah, but I mean, if I ran away from the home, I don't even know where I'd go. You don't know anyone outside? I mean, I know people. I just don't know where they live. I mean, I mean, theoretically, you could look up look them up in a phone book. But since I'm not advocating you leaving, yeah, I mean, I could probably Tim would probably let me. Tim? Yeah. Hmm. Tim a new friend? Yeah, he's um. Everyone else goes to school with him. Ah, uh, all right. A guy named Tim Rogers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He'd probably let me let me stay at his house, maybe. 
I mean, I mean, I can find Etsula and see if her foster family would let me crash there for a few nights. But again, I just I would be found and brought back. Yeah. Now I wouldn't advise staying at Tim's house, but uh, anyways, I think you still got people right here who's gonna who are gonna make life bearable for you. You know? Yeah. I have friends here, and that's why I feel horrible. Because, like I said, on one hand, I feel like I should be supportive. On the other hand, I'm scared to death. I don't want to do this anymore. What What exactly are you scared to death of? I can't not think about what it looked like when Scott got attacked. But he's fine? He's fine, yeah. But what what if whatever kept him from dying wasn't there? Whatever, whatever let him get back up. What if that wasn't a thing? You know, getting caught up in the what ifs is what makes the most is what makes the most rational man crazy. Maybe. I don't want to see that again. I don't want to. I mean, in a way, there's a certain order to things. I mean, he's not dead. Maybe for a reason. Hard to say. But I don't think you should agonize over what it looked like. At least not for too long. You know. Yeah, and there's the other, the base instinct, base survivalist instinct, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, you know, I've had, I feel like I've had too many run-ins with death now. I, I tend to agree. You know, I still get kids coming into my office complaining about how some girl called them fat. God, I wish, I wish I could have days like that, you know? Yeah. I wish I could just kind of go back to... Just worrying about my weight or something, um, or my grades, but not worrying about people in black suits coming to take me away, or my friends getting kidnapped, or now tell being me shot. honestly, do you really think that there's no end in sight? That there's some outside force just throwing strange thing after strange thing after you? I don't know. Because I think that's things are gonna be better for you someday. If this doesn't kill me first. Look, from the things I've heard, you're tougher to kill than all these things happening. She shakes her head. No, no. When Manny attacked Scott, I, I was just like, I I just collapsed and hid. I was hiding in plain sight. He could have just gone and killed me. Well, he did. No, I've, in, 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 any situation that like this that I survived, I survived by luck alone. People's luck run out. I don't... I don't want to die. I really don't. Well, I do agree that you face death a bit too many times. But death is not something that comes so lightly, you know? There's always a reason behind it. And for some reason, I just don't see those reasons piling up on you anytime soon, you know? Maybe. Then there's weird stuff going on at school. Is there now? Just not to deal with, you know? That strange door that was in one of the hallways... Took us to Lafay National Park. Lafay National. That is so far. Never mind. I don't. I don't understand it either. It was just a door, and you know, we walk through, and boom, we're in Lafay. Well, that's certainly. Look, my job description here is to work with the mind, not with teleportation. If that was my department, I'd be a physicist. <laughs> she actually. She actually has to stifle a laugh. <laughs> but yeah. No, we went to Lafay, and weird stuff happened there. I mean, there's these 
people that live there called wood sprites. They're just like fairies, but they hate being called fairies. So we had some weird adventure dealing with them, and Molly is able to sort of see weird things, or see like outlines around weird things. Like, gosh, we'll see, it's like, there's, like there's music or something. Like, she can see music in a kind of a synesthetic way. Hmm. She sees it all over the school and gone to the principal's office and the halls periodically. Well then, Molly, you say. Yeah. Now, what was it that encouraged you to investigate this door? Molly said it was weird. And also, there was, it was like there was an illusion over it. Hmm. So, this door was sitting there. Yeah. Not hurt, not hurting anyone. And you got convinced to come check it out. Well, sort of. Like I said, Molly just said it was. Molly just said there was weird music coming from it, and then it turned out there was it was a cloak closet, and there's a door behind it. And then you investigated. Yeah. You know, Emma, if I didn't know better, I'd say you were seeking out these weird things happening to you, almost like it's the only thing you know. I don't want to know it anymore. Well, tell me. You you enjoy the idea of having a mundane day, but somehow I think the grass would be a bit greener on the other side, don't you think? I'm not so sure you'd be quite as happy, just day in, day out, same routine life. She shakes her head quickly. No. No. I had I had a great life when I was with David. It was mundane. It was normal. Good, good. I just wanted to see for sure. I had a suspicion that wasn't the case, but, you know. No, it's just, you know, since I got here, I got to Frida's, it just kind of involved my whole life. And I haven't even done anything academic, really, anymore. I mean, when I was with David, you know, I would write papers and well, do studies and things along those lines. If you're so scared of the weird, scared is probably not the right word, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. What I don't understand is why you check out that door. For once, you had a time when the weird wasn't coming after you. It was just waiting, and apparently that's all it had to do. Molly can be really convincing. Hmm. Or pushy, at least. All right. So you were more convinced than just deciding to investigate. Yeah. Like I said, she can be really pushy. All right. That makes a bit more sense. That's a bit more consistent with what you've been telling me. Well? I want to help people, but at the same time, I don't know what to do anymore. Like I said, I'm just scared. Well, let's say, for example, that uh, you have no control over these whether these strange things happen to you. Now, if we assume that's the case, then that means no matter what you do, this is still going to happen. So, that means a choice comes to you. Do you take it in stride, or do you run from it? I've been trying to take it in stride. stuff I've been doing for the longest time, and I can't, I can't do it anymore. Well, maybe a bit, maybe it'd be a bit easier if your friends didn't insist on getting killed and unkilled. Yeah, probably. If you want, I can have a talk to him about that. Could you ask them to stop dying for me? Yeah, I think I can pull that off. I can just come up to him. Hey, quit getting yourself killed. <laughs> she laughs again. It's not nice. Can't you see all the trouble you're putting your friends through? <laughs> I know. I know. I'm being selfish here. No, no. I don't think that at all. See, you're selling yourself short. You're undercutting your own mental anguish when compared to the physical anguish of others. Don't worry, that's a very natural human instinct. There's a natural tendency to believe that physical pain weighs more than mental pain. 
it's, it's more tactile, less ephemeral. Well, Scott is kind of a bastion of mental pain right now. I mean, he he's practically going crazy at this point. Right, but I couldn't help but notice that when you that when you described it, you talked more about the physical pain than the mental. Oh. So yeah. I think I think that should show that uh that's what came to mind first, you know? Yeah, it's true. So stop selling your own problems short. They're problems too, whether resolvable or not. God, what should I do though? Well, weigh your options. Tell me, what could you do right now? What could you do today to change things for the better? I don't know. I'm just I'm in a room with people that are going progressively crazier. <laughs> Well, and my other roommate isn't here anymore because he might be a cannibal that's completely insane. Well, I mean, you were talking about getting another room. Yeah, we could ask to to room with you know, to room with Julie's friends again. Yeah, that might do you some good. Start hanging out with uh, start being in less close proximity to uh, I'm I'm hesitant to call them the problem, but uh, I know you know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I'm not saying stop hanging out with them, but maybe a bit less contact to be good. Okay, yeah. Why don't you start there? Tell me how things go. Okay. Feel any better? Yeah, a little. All right, then. I'm surprised. About what? I don't know. I always come into this sort of thing thinking my skills are going to fall short. Oh, in this case, honestly, it, it, the, the fact that I can even talk about these things to someone that... If not, believe me, then at least won't call me crazy to my face is helpful. Hey, trust is a big part of the client-doctor relationship. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's, that's what makes a lot of the psychologists that I've seen terrible. Yeah, I can bet. I know the type. I know the type. Fresh out of some liberal arts school, thinking they know all about the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've known I've known someone like that before. There. They may not be – they're the loudest. But I'll just say that plain and simple. Even if they aren't the most numerous, they're the loudest. I believe it. Well, I guess you're going to want to see the other kids too. Yeah. Can't make the day all about you, Emma. Yeah. Much much, much as I'd like to. <laughs> in, in, any chance I could just – when I when they send me back to school, any chance I could just spend a day or two in your office? Really I don't. mean I, – uh, I, I really, I, I really, I really wanted to go today or something and just get out of the house, but they're not letting me leave the house. I mean, I'll have to kick you out if anyone comes in. Confidentiality, all that. Yeah, that's fine. But besides that, if you just want to sit around and watch me do paperwork, I ain't gonna stop you. Okay. Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> you have to forgive me. I, I just, I, I saw some brutal murders and. Stop. When are you going to stop hiding behind that, Emma? What? <laughs> hey, it's true, though. I know, I know, but you don't have to keep talking about it. We've all heard it. Okay, fine. <laughs> she kind of smiles a little and is like, thanks, Dr. G. No problem. I'll, I'll go send someone out after you. That'd Maybe be wonderful. Go. Maybe George. Have you met George? <laughs> Uh, I've heard so much about him. Oh, he's he's he can be really abrasive, especially now <laughs> that he's a little crazy. Hey, so come on, uh, so can I. Come on, I'm Cajun. You're the most delightful Cajun man I've ever met. Granted, you're the <laughs> only Cajun man I've ever met, but still. Yeah, well, 
<laughs> anyway, so I'll talk to you later. Yep, talk to you later, Emma. She's going to go back to her room. And first word she, she said to George in a while was, George, she wants to see you. What is that? Uh, Dr. G wants to see you. Oh, all right. Okay. He's going to stand up and... All right, where... Where is he? Lieutenant's office. Oh, okay, then. Uh, walks downstairs, slowly, carefully, feeling everything out, making sure he doesn't fall, and, and he's very, very disconnected right now. George, I believe I've removed Thunderbird from my realm. The What's last that? Thunderbird. I believe I've removed the final Thunderbird from my realm. Okay. <laughs> there, there were at least a hundred of them before. I cannot seem to see any others. Get out of my brain house. <laughs> okay. Condor, I'm still hurting a lot and feeling not okay. Do you think, can you do something similar to what you did before and make me not feel the pain so much? Of course, George. Okay. I I, I may say some strange things after I do. That's... That's fine. I just I'll try need to, to... I'll, I'll try to keep them to myself. Okay. You see, you see that the process is a lot less of a lot less numbing your pain and taking than it is taking your pain. Yeah, I kind of kind of figured. I'm sorry about that. Oh, it's totally fine. This is just a matter of well, I think I have, think I have to imbibe similar things as you do to numb the pain a little, and then I say strange things. Yeah. Okay. Or, or I see Thunderbird, that rainbow bastard. All right, Condor, why don't you go lie down for a bit, and I'm going to uh, talk with the psychiatrist. Of course, George. And then, good night. All right. And George is going to kind of square his shoulders and... The pain, the pain is numb. Yeah, everything feels a little less woozy. And walks downstairs and knocks in the attendant room door. Hello. Uh, George, George Filburn, you wanted to see me? Yes, sir. Dr. Victor Greenwell. Uh, yeah. Reach, re- hey. reaches, out, reaches out a hand. George will take it and kind of shake it quickly and stick his hand back in his pocket. Sit down. By the way, is George wearing a Boston t-shirt? Um, probably. <laughs> Boston, eh? Saw him out in Vegas. Yeah, they're... Favorite band? Yeah. Kind of sold out after that one year. Got better the year after. Boston's kind of temperamental that way, huh? I've, I've really only ever listened to the one album. Oh, which one? Well, they're self-titled. The ah. Boston. Okay, okay. Good sampling, good sampling. Now then, you didn't come down here to talk about classic rock as much as, as I'd like to. So, Emma's told me a lot about a lot of her friends, but what did she tell me about you? I'm not sure. What did she tell you about me? What do you think she told me about you? Not a lot, I hope. Well, that depends on what you, what you call a lot. What do you think she'd be willing to tell me? I honestly don't know if long, uh, how long since I've stopped trying to figure out what goes through Emma's mind. And yet, it hadn't been that long, now has it? No, not really, but... Don't mind me, don't mind me. So, tell me a bit about yourself. Um, I don't, I don't know. I'm 14. I live here. I just got shot in the face. Yeah? Did it pierce brain? 
Um, I'm not. I don't think so. I think it just good. rattled around up there. That's good. That's good. You could have been the next Phineas Gage. Um, I suppose. Don't worry about. Is a man who got a pipe driven through his brain? Oh. 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 Okay then. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yep. Landed 300 feet behind him. That's that's terrifying. Yep. Thanks. Thanks for that information. You're welcome. Now then. Yep. Okay. So, I guess it'd be fair to say that weird things happen to you a lot. Uh, I mean, yeah, kinda. Kinda. I mean, it's been a, it's been a strange summer. That's for sure. Strange, including say, uh, teleportation. Uh, what else? Eviscerations. Very strange, huh? George is going to stand up and just, nope, 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 nope. I don't know what she's been telling you, but I really don't want to talk to you, sir. I'm going to go right now. I'm one of the only people who'll understand you. I'm one of the only adults that'll believe you. You willing to give that up? We've had a lot of problems with adults knowing some of this information. Remember that, you know, nuke in the center of the city that went off a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, that was... Now, that wasn't my fault, now, was it? No, but the more people who know, the more chance it is that something bad happens to us. Well... And I'm sorry, but I don't know why Emma thinks she can trust you. I definitely don't know you at all. And if you can't trust because... a psychiatrist, you can't trust anyone. Fine, I won't trust anyone. Is that a problem with you? Uh... I don't... Would you like to have a seat? Yeah, I guess. Sits back down like... Now then, tell me about yourself. Not very good about talking about me. Well, tell me what's... If you aren't so good at talking about yourself, why don't we try a little exercise? If someone's narrating your life, what would they say about you? Uh, that... I don't know, I'm... A decently okay person who's had a lot of crappy shit happen to him. Tries to... Protect his friends, keep everybody safe. Is is that someone all your is that something all your friends could be said about? Decent guy or girl wants to keep everyone safe. Everything keeps happening to him. I mean, I've not made some of the best decisions ever, but I do my best. I believe you, George. I believe you. I do. Why do you, Why do you believe me? You don't. You literally have just met me. I like to give you a benefit of the doubt. You know. You haven't given me a reason. You haven't given me reason to distrust you. I haven't given you reason. There's. I take it we got different rubrics for what gets someone trusted. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I bet we do. Yeah. It seems like at this point. Now my question is, do you have a rubric at all, or is it yeah. just a, or is it just a page that says no on it? I trust people. I do. You do. Did. Did. You don't anymore just gets hard to trust people when they keep doing things to break that trust and I've trusted maybe the wrong people. I don't know. Hmm. Let me guess. People are, people to you seem more or less the same aside for little details. So if you feel betrayed, you feel like the whole world could betray you any given moment, huh? Yeah. Yes. I guess everybody's got that capacity. There's... Everyone knows everyone's got that capacity, but do you expect it out of them? I expect it out of the people that I've chosen to trust. Hmm. So, do you believe it's a factor of 
the people you've chosen to trust, or do you believe it's a factor of you for trusting certain people? Right. I, I honestly don't know. I... Now, would you say it's one of those two things, or some combination? Maybe. I, there's a lot more situational about it, I suppose. It... Well, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is, if for the most part you believe that's one of those two things is true, or a combination of both, then in general you're going to be tending to believe that people are treacherous by nature. My friends and I, we have had, still do, I suppose, a lot to lose, you know? We, we're what we all, we really only have each other because of the things that have happened to us that have taken away our families, taken away whatever life we had before this. So... I don't know. I can trust so, people. I, I can trust people that are outside the circle to not understand what's going on, and I can thought I could trust everyone who's inside to at least have the same goal, nothing else. Tell me. I can practically see the wounds on you. What happened to you? Well, there was this guy in a forest who had a gun and shot me in the face. I said practically. Practically meant figuratively. I can see mental wounds on you. What happened? Someone did something to you. There's a lot. Well, part of my job description is parsing through a lot. No, I mean, there's just a, a lot. Like, where, I don't even know where to start with that question. Well, what recently? Recently? Yeah. Recently, the girl I've been in love with for the past year and a half, maybe more, who is one of the most brilliant people I've ever seen. Not just because she's smart, but brilliant. She she faced down the worst thing possible. The scariest thing any of us had ever, ever seen or ever will see. And and, and beat it. And, and killed it. She did that, and, and I thought that I was going to be able to, to to be with her, to have her, to have somebody that I could really really truly trust and and it just all fell apart how did it fall apart george i don't know it was it was just too much going on and i wasn't in the right place when she needed somebody and so scott stepped in and and then for the longest time she didn't choose either of us and i thought that meant i was still worth something to her and then i tried to to explain everything to her just like i've tried to explain it over and over and over again and she just doesn't listen she doesn't listen so i can tell she means the world to you george she's one of the only things that does but you don't feel like you mean the world to her i i know i don't i i know that so you're so sure in that that uh if I could, if I were to tell you, I could tell you exactly what she thinks about you. You wouldn't take me up on it. You'd be secure knowing what you know now. Either you're going to tell me what I want to hear to make me feel better, or you're going to tell me something that I really don't want to hear. And please, telling people how... what they telling people what they want to hear ain't my style. You ask me that fucking question. How am I supposed to not say yes? Yes, of course I want to hear it. I just wanted to see how certain you were. Not certain of anything. Which sounds stupid and really fucking cliche, but I, I, I'm not. 
You know yeah. how many times I've almost fucking died this past summer? I had Probably a guy seven. try to kill me, try and kill me, hired people to kill me, and then try and kill me himself because I was a wild dog that needed to be put down. And no one deserves to go through that. You're right. None of you deserve this summer. I left. I was gone and came back for her because of her. Because she was the only thing that I, I, I left and there was nothing that I gave a shit about. And and that was shown to me abundantly. And so I came back for her and and there's there's no point in me being here anymore. Well, I gotta say, that's one perspective on the circumstances of you leaving. Now, you say, to, on some level or another, you feel betrayed because uh, she wasn't giving you the sort of attention you wanted. It's, no, a very vague, it's a very vague way to put it, and it's not, not the right words. That's not it. She was giving me the this, this sort of attention I wanted. It was, she was also doing the same with Scott. Exactly. You got the attention you wanted, but you weren't the only one. So it was a different kind of attention to you. Yeah. Now, I want you to consider for a minute being in her shoes. Think back again to when you left. Imagine what it would be like to suddenly have you leave, maybe never to be heard from again. I'm saying it was the right decision. All I'm saying is that no one's blameless here. And I'm not just saying this to make you feel bad, George. What I'm saying here is you got to stop taking every little slight. I know, not so little, I understand, as betrayal. I I know I'm not blameless. I know that. I just just tried so fucking hard and if there's anything I've learned is that your your group of friends the interactions are fragile, tenuous, easily shattered. Even for those who think they're the strongest. Am I too far off track? No. So, the problem is, you come across this problem a lot in psychology. You find people who look to an idyllic life, the thing they've always heard about, dreamt about, talked about, and they start thinking, and they start comparing their life against it. However, your guys' lives, not idyllic, not normal, not storybook. So, you gotta start making some choices. About how you want to, about exactly what you want your life to be. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I do. So let's try this exercise again. How they describe you in the last chapter. Of the whole thing? Not necessarily your death, but, uh, you know. Of the story, yeah, no. Yeah, the part where it stops being interesting for the reader. Take your time. I, I, I'm still not sure. I don't... Well, I'm sure there's something in your head. I think there's something you want to be. Somewhere you want to be. Someone you want to be. There's... See, we start asking that kind of question is when I can't start not being able to tell you answers. Because... <laughs> there's a lot of things that, trust me, you really don't want to know about. I can guarantee you. I've heard worse. Well, I guess the end of the story, they'll say uh, of all the things that tried to break him, all the horrible, awful things that slithered out of the dark, he was the last one standing. Hmm. So, see, it's very interesting how you phrase that. You put yourself in a passive position. Basically, the world is what's acting upon you. 
I, we're all in a passive position here. We, we're stuck here, and there are things out there that want to kill me that I can't do anything about. Well, how can we all be in a passive position? Someone's got to be acting. No, I mean us, us kids here. Ah, all right. Well, like, like literally, I could step outside and I could probably find in this city about three or four different things that want to kill me right now. Right, and you see, that's where a lot of conventional psychology breaks down. I'll admit, and I'm doing my best to work with it here. I don't talk to a lot of uh, targets. How's your head? Hurts, mm. but not as bad as it did. Got anything for it? Yeah, I've got, I've got some meds. <laughs> Good stuff, good stuff. But they got you some pretty strong stuff. This is pretty strong stuff. That kind of wound. Yeah, I've been taking them in half doses. I don't want to take something that's gonna knock me on my ass. <laughs> yeah, stuff they hand out for that sort of thing. Don't doubt it would. Yeah. Yeah, I've got enough problems. I don't need substance abuse to be on the list. <laughs> You're a smart man. You're a smart man, George. I'll do my best. Now then, there's one more thing I want to know about. Okay. Now, I'm not going to say how I found out this information, but I know about you. Know about all of you. What about us? What do you think? See, that's a problem. Exactly. Now, you'll notice that this whole conversation, I haven't thrown it in your face, threatened to do anything about it, use it against you. I'm telling you, I believe you, and you can trust me. I mean, yeah, I... I think I think that I can trust that you really don't know what what it is that you don't know how big it is what you know how, how much trouble it could get you in <laughs> and if you do then maybe you do and in that case you'll keep your mouth shut but yeah and this isn't me threatening you but really you want to keep your mouth shut about this stuff yeah yeah I know watch the news George I watch it every night. I mean, you've seen if you if you if you watch the news every night, then you've seen what I have. Yep, sure have. So, and I'll tell you, I wouldn't give that up for anything. Would you mind telling me about your friend? No. You wouldn't mind? I'm not gonna tell you. It's Why not? None, it's none of your business. And of course, it's my business. It has a profound effect on your mental state, and that's what I'm here for, ain't it? Still no. It literally Sorry. is my business. I get paid to do this sort of thing. Yeah, now I realize, but still, no. What would be the harm? With what I know already, I could get get myself killed. Or at least as far as you're telling me. What you know is secondhand. If I tell you anything beyond the most vague of terms, you'll have a lot of information that could potentially be dangerous to me. You think the powers that be care if that information is first or secondhand? They don't care if it's ninth hand. Maybe so, but I have too much that I don't want to lose to even risk it. Now, I'm very experienced with this sort of thing. I can see you crawling back into into your shell. And I can tell you, all shell ever did for anyone was keep the people they could trust out. You know? A lot of things that need a lot of things out there that need shells to survive. Don't go comparing yourself to a turtle. I've heard it too many times. Not a turtle. More like... Armadillo? Maybe. Something... Something more dignified than a turtle? Maybe. 
But I'm sorry, Doc, you're not you're not getting me to talk about those kind of things. Ask better questions next time. He's going to stand up and walk out. I will. I will ask better questions next time. See you later, George. Adios. What a dick. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even sure who that's directed at. (laughs) I did say the accent. It's not canon. (laughs) Um... When Emma, when Emma sees George get back to the room, she'll just be like, let go. George's going to turn and close the door behind him. Well, <laughs> he asked me about Condor. Did you just talk to him about it? What do you think? Shrugs your shoulders. Hmm. Do you know how dangerous it is for anyone to know about us? No less dangerous than to be us in general. What did you tell him? Talked about my life. Yeah, but what about... What parts did you gloss over? What parts didn't you? He's a doctor. I can trust him. Psycholo- there's there's confidentiality with psychologists. That doesn't mean anything. You think the guys in the suits who ki- kidnapped you that one time, you remember them? You think they wouldn't take him and suck his brains out and get all the memories? Find okay. out what he knows? I don't think they can do that. They almost killed Odin. I think they can probably do whatever they want to. So what? What if I did tell him things? I don't care, really don't care, what you tell him about you. That's fine. I've given up on trying to be the one that help you, helps you out with your life, so fine. You can have somebody, go ahead and, and have somebody to help you out with that. But you do not, you do not have the right to tell anyone about my life. Or about and what? That's not your right. Then what do you do about it? She'll hop out of bed, get in his face. One day, that man is going to be hurt by someone who is after us. And that's going to be on your head. Everyone that gets hurt because you've been telling as many people as possible about us, anyone that gets hurt when the MIB come after us again, that's on your head. The first time it was mine, I've fucking accepted that. I can't fucking believe you. Here I half expected you to hit me. I'm not going to hit you. Why would I hit you? It wouldn't solve anything. There's, you're not even worth me hitting you. Okay, then she slaps him. Ow. You're such an asshole. I was, I was going to at least try to be nice to you, because you got hurt. Yeah, that's why I'm an asshole. Then what? You went, and you tell, you went and told Scott everything that you and I did. Because he deserved to know, because I started to feel bad. Because you're a lot more selfish than I ever want to be with, or ever want to be a part of. I didn't go along with those things because I was... You kissed me, you fuck! Yes, because I loved you! You knew I was with somebody. You knew it! And you kissed me anyways. And you knew that we both felt the same way about you, and you... And I tried to avoid it. Bullshit. Bullshit you did. How didn't I? How didn't I try to just go back to how things were with... They were never, never how things were. They I were never, never a certain way. George, I didn't kiss you once. Not on my own volition. I didn't initiate it. You started it. I liked it, so I went along with it. You were the one who came to me. It was always that way. And now I have no right to, to go see a therapist... And so much as mentioned that you influenced my life somehow? So much as mentioned that how you influenced it? When you tell somebody about the 
crazy fucking things in our life that have nearly gotten us killed before. Yeah, no, that's not okay. I have to tell somebody. I have to talk to somebody or else I'm just going to go as fucking crazy as you are. Thanks. Awesome. Tell me I'm lying. You know, Emma, I, I, I can't tell a lot of the time. <sighs> She's just going to look up at Scott and be like, Scott, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then leave. What? What? Uh, he's going okay? to jump down from the bed and run out of the door and try and figure out what the Wait. hell just happened. George going to grab him. Don't. It's not a good idea. I, I don't even know what just happened, though. Dude, she's not worth your time. Just... She's pretty much just going to go to Frida sobbing. <laughs> not sure who are the cameras following now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're, lost in a, we're lost in a GMless world. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. Scott's Scott's gonna just. Oh, I'm. No, 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 no. No, I'm no. I'm, I'm going after. Her. I'm gonna figure out what's going on. It's gonna be the same thing that's been going on every single time something like this happens. It's not ever gonna change. The sooner you realize that, the sooner you can stop depending on her. Just like I need to stop. No. No, no. I, I have to go. Yeah, fine. And he tears off down the stairs after. <laughs> well, not after her but, explicitly, but she knows where she's probably going. What is that clotting noise? What? Yeah. In, in the other room, don't worry about it. Uh, yeah, Miss Free goes, uh, honey, are you okay? I can't live there anymore. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. Did one of them boys be, is one yeah. of them boys acting ugly to you? Yeah. After all you've been through. I can't be there anymore. I believe it. I can't Sorry, we're kind of late on room, I mean, unless you want to... <laughs> I mean, stay in Julie's room. There's only the people living there. Julie's in the hospital right now. Please. All right, I'll let you stay in. If if it's okay with her friend, a roommate, I'll let you stay in there. But you know, if she comes back. You best you know. Can't always get. We can't always you know play with the cards. With we have to play with the cards we're dealt with in that. Julie, I, Julie, I'm fine. Let me be there. Well. Emma! Scott. Emma. She looks back. She's been crying a bit too. He's just breathing really hard because he just ran down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, well, she's been. She's basically. He, bre- he ran down the stairs after a dramatic basically. conversation. What? What's. What's going on? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't live with George. I can't. I can't live with him. Uh, so that's it? Scott, she asked to move her room out of your room. And like, George has been making ugly at her and, you know. Yeah. This is kind of the last thing she needs right now. I mean. Yeah. George, uh, uh, Scott, has George been acting ugly to you? Because, Not to me specifically, but. You know, Butch left an empty room too. No, that's fine. All right. We're good.
He, yeah, goes. <laughs> he just walks out of Frida's office. Uh, Emma will collapse in the chair in front of Frida's desk and start crying. You hear another knock at the door. Okay. Uh, Frida goes to get it, and uh, Dublin steps and goes, uh, Emma, are you okay? <laughs> really bad time. <laughs> I guess you don't want... Sorry. Sorry. It's fine, you... <laughs> I need to pack my things. <laughs> well, you know, I'm apparently going to get a lot of time to spend off. But, yeah, if you need anything, give me a ring. I mean, yeah, okay. uh, I'll pro- how about I come back here with some ice cream? That, that should cheer you up. What about, what about tomorrow? I can come any day. Okay. Have you see tomorrow? Of course you can, Emma. Thank you. <laughs> and he leaves. And uh, with that, we're going to cut to Tim in school. Tim, your oh, father. Oh, uh, my, my other character. Okay. Yeah, Tim, your dad requested to see you. Hey. He's standing in the gym and goes, Son, I think it's uh, time that you learn the uh, meaning of a hard day's work. A hard day's... You see... Have you, have you see... Go ahead. Have... GM, is this is this, is this occurring uh, during the gym class? Gym slash health? No, it's uh, during lunch. Ah, oh, damn. Uh, you see, we need to prep some things for the uh, school dance uh, next week. And... I think, and I have volunteered you to be the main maintenance guy. Really? Of course. Wonderful. Thanks, could you, Dad. Could you try and act disappointed? I said it was supposed to be a punishment. That's how I was able to get you in. Oh. Oh, um. All right. Listen, it would be hypocritical for me to call you out on staying out late. I mean, so just make sure, if you possible, try and... Trying to build in some hidey holes for me. I'm going to be chaperoning that whole thing. And it's not like I'm going to spike the uh, drink, the punch or anything. But, you know, now with the whole couples and uh, personnel only, it's going to be less likely that the drink is already going to be spiked. Hidey holes. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. Well. Sure, Dad. To be fair. Actually, let's scratch. I heard a rumor about, you know. There being someone, like a bunch of kids sneaking beer into the upstairs pool, and I might check that, might sneak off and uh, check that part out. There's an upstairs pool? Uh, That's what it said on the uh, school message board. Oh. The rest of the teachers are all in a hussy because someone posted that, but they said, you know, free booze, free drugs, all upstairs pool. Huh. Well, all right then. I guess that works then. All right. If, If you think it's best for me to... Spend spend my time working on these projects for the dance. Then, all right, I'll do it. Good work. And uh, hey, after the dance is over, I might uh, hey, I might after all the projects over, I might you know you can come up to the pool and we can have some uh, some good old father son time. <laughs> uh, I think that means a different thing for you than it does for a lot of people, sir. A lot of people are stuck up now. If you excuse me, I, I there's a uh, to- there's a certain lavatory that's holding a certain thing that I need to get through the rest of the day. And he walks off. Well then, you, you remember he has tenure now, and he can kind of do that. <laughs> well, he needs total board approval to fire him. And he's got the, he's got that he's got that one guy on the board in his pocket, so he's good. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh-huh. If Jimmy ever betrays him, right. it will be his death. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a little dramatic. Jeez, Dad. We have to go that far? <laughs> so, yeah, Scott walks into the attendance room. Hey. Uh, hi. Hi there. Dr. Greenwell. Uh, Scott. Scott Paul. But we already right. knew that. Yeah. Heard a lot about you, Scott. Yeah, that's what uh, that's what George was saying. Was he now? So, how much did Emma tell you? Uh, well, I don't want anyone to get offended with by by what I know, but uh, I I, I do a bit, you know a bit of the stuff you guys are trying to hide from the world at large. Might as well get that out of the way now. Did she tell you any of the specifics? Uh, here and there. Hmm. So, what would you like to talk to me about today? Well, there's... I don't know. My, it's just a... This has a really, been a really crazy time. Yeah, no kidding. How's your throat? Uh, <laughs> he looks at me. Okay, so she told you that, did she? Well, yeah. Okay. It, it was sort of important. No, yeah, well... It's, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's doing better now. Um, but, I mean, I mean, you know that the physical pain goes away, but, ugh. But the mental pain doesn't. Yeah. 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 Yeah, Well, I happen to know that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, and it's, I mean, that's the thing. It's not, so she told, did she tell you who didn't? Um, well, I have to admit, we didn't go into too much detail about the events of the past few days. So it was, I mean, that's, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's the main thing about it, that it was, the guy who did it, he was, your we friends. Yeah, that much I knew, that much I knew. I mean, he was, we had a lot in common, and then he, in the woods there, he just, he pushed me up against the tree, and they tore my throat out. Well, yeah. how is it exactly that you're uh, doing so fine? I don't know. From a certain perspective, you should be pretty happy it worked out the way it did. I mean, not in general, but given the... I mean, uh, well, I mean... Uh, are, you, are you sure it's great that it worked out that way? I, I understand you feel betrayed, but you have to admit, it's pretty damn close to a miracle that you're doing fine right now. Yeah. I think, what is it? The, uh, the ones who die are the lucky ones, I think. It's just the ones who live that have to deal with everything. You are far too young to be thinking like that, Scott. Believe me, it's there. we've had to deal with way too much. I know. You kids don't deserve it. Said that to everyone who's come through this office so far looks around I just wish I didn't have to keep telling my friends that we've killed enough people we've (laughs) that enough people have died yeah I mean there's that's a bit out of my range of expertise what what's going on with you what I can do however is give you strategies to deal with it like what well for example one of the vital things to contextualize in tragedy is to imagine some sort of purpose behind it. 
So, like, there's a reason that I didn't die? Yeah. Can you think of anything like that? I mean, there's... There's a lot of people who care about me, but this is... This whole thing is kind of messed that up, too. Wow. I I mean, I think... (laughs) I I think my girlfriend's going to leave me because of what happened. Now, why would she do that? She's just afraid of everything now. Well, I get the feel... I get the feeling that's. I just talked to her, and well, I get the feeling that sooner or later, things are going to be coming around to, to close to normal for her. She's not that far gone yet. She was. I mean, she was. She was. Before I came in here, she was talking to Frida about moving out. Well, I've talked to her about that. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, but I don't. I don't even know. I mean, that, that guy was my my best friend, and I I don't know if I can trust him anymore. Well, if you think about it, we all got the capacity to betray one another. Yeah, but I mean, this isn't <laughs> this isn't just you know lying or cheating on somebody or whatever. That's that's happened to me before. I'm 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 fine with that. This he killed me. I died. Well. That's a tricky sort of word. He also, yeah, he also killed a bunch of other people. Did he now? Yeah. I mean, she she watched the news, right? Yeah, but I I mean, there's I I can't jump to too many conclusions, you know. Well, I mean, the police are out in the woods looking at her right now. I mean, I could have just as easily supposed it was one of the other members of the dramatis personae of this uh, these last few days. Well, I think they're they're not wrong when they're saying it was something like an animal attack. Whoever, I don't, I mean, that's that's the thing. He was he changed totally, and I don't know why. You familiar with the works of Carl Jung? He, well, he did the studies with the kids. That's all I. I that's all I. Well, that was Piaget more, but uh, Jung did a little bit of that, yeah. Well, then I'm not familiar <laughs> at all. If that didn't give it away. It's alright. Unexpected. I, did, I didn't expect anything. Now, Jung, he was a Swiss psychologist. Basically, his uh, his work was centered around sort of the darker side of the, of the human personality. He pauses something called the Steppenwolf, the animal within. Hmm. I'm not really going anywhere with this. I just thought it was an interesting thing to bring up at a time like this. Well... Let's just hope that Manny wasn't born to be wild. Oh my god, you actually said that. How dare you. <laughs> <coughs> now I'm depressed. Look, you gotta make light of this. You gotta try and make light of a situation like this. Think. I don't know. You're the psychologist. Should Should you? Nah, nah, you're right. Uh, laughter is a very excellent defense mechanism. Gallows humor, all that. Mm-hmm. One of the classical ways of recontextualizing a tragedy so it's more comfortable to the psyche. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, I don't know, like how. I, I mean, if we were talking about recontextualizing, like, how would you tell somebody to come back after you know? Ha- have you have you dealt with cases where people were I don't know, threatened to be murdered or 
being within inch of their life by their friends or whatever. Well, for the most part, it's hard to classify someone as uh, as a friend after something like that happens. But in this case, we can make an exception. Now, the most comfortable way to recontextualize this is to imagine uh, the animal side of your friend and the normal side of your friend as two different entities. You know? Yeah. It wasn't the normal side of him that threatened you. You can still trust that side of him. Yeah, but... Now, I can't say I exactly know the mechanics of this, but I assume there's something that triggers that other side of him? Yeah, maybe. maybe I think. I. Now, it must have been something. I don't know. If something triggers it, I suppose you can see the other side coming now, can't you? Maybe. Maybe I'll... I don't know. Maybe I'll sit him down and talk it through. Right. That's a good idea. So, in, in that case, you'll be able to predict, let's just say, when your friends leave and going out for a while. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think that's the most comfortable way to rationalize what happened to you. I guess. Comes right back to the to young stuff. The idea of two entities sharing the same body, one light, one dark, the shadow half. Yeah, so, well... You say anything about, I don't know, promoting the light half? Well, he fi- for the most part, he figured that the shadow half was totally subconscious. Sort of similar to the idea of Freud's uh, ego and id. Well, I mean, there's that might be somewhat... That, that, that makes some sense in this situation. I mean, t- he was like an animal. I think that's the... I don't think there was any conscious in there. Well, yeah. It was just kill and eat. But the problem is, there should never be a situation where, um, in in the classical psychology, where the shadow half takes over completely. You know. Yeah. It can it can have lo- a wider influence, but this is uh, a case that they never actually talked about, for good reason, I think. Yeah. Well, I don't think it comes up that often. Yeah. Or at all. I mean, Austria, Switzerland, not a whole lot, uh, not a whole lot of uh, animal hybrids. Yeah. Germany though Romania yeah sure not Switzerland I think those are just folk tales but I'm not I mean I I guess you can't really question anything yes I have certainly never uh, seen proof of weirder things happening yeah well I guess the other thing that's coming up is just I realize now I don't really have a lot of people to turn to. Hmm. That may not be exactly true. Well, I mean, my my old my 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 roommate hates me for taking his girl. My 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 girl wants to move away. My best friend tried to kill me. Um. I don't. Well, with certain exceptions, those things tend to be transients. Yeah. I mean, I, I assume that your friend's going to be at least somewhat back to normal eventually, soon. I hope so. How is he, by the way? I definitely want to talk to him at some point. You're not going to be talking to him for a while. Oh, well then. What happened to him? He was a wild animal. It put him down. Is he, uh... Well... He's... Well... He's, um, well, he's not dead. I mean, oh, all right then. I don't know if he can die. Actually, I didn't ever, I didn't ever, I didn't ever question mortality. But 
Yeah, another thing you two have in common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, maybe I'll, I don't know, maybe I'll try to talk to him, see if we can yeah. understand what's causing all this. Yeah, and I think the list of people you can turn to is bigger than you think. You're probably right. After all, we can still we can still count uh, how many other friends you have here. What, at least eight? Yeah. At least eight people you can turn to? Yeah, yeah. Although, I mean... A lot of them, I mean, a lot of them aren't around that much. I tried to, I tried to, I tried to talk to one about what happened, and she just made fun of me for not being dead enough. Huh. Well, you recont, you recontextualize tragedy any way you can. Yeah, probably right. I'm sure that if you come at it earnest enough and with the right sort of tone, you can get a serious conversation out of just about anyone you talk to. Probably. You're probably right. Is there anything else bothering you? Mm, see, I don't think besides the thoughts of mortality, betrayal, loneliness. Yeah, well, besides, there's, I mean, there's one other problem, but I talked to another doctor about that. Well, if it's got a mental aspect, I bet I can help better. Well, I mean, I just, I mean, you, Emma told you about the about the about that. She probably. He kind of grabs his hoodie a little bit and pulls it, pulls up, pulls it down to show some of the uh, feathers on his shoulder. Aha! Uh-huh. I mean, it's probably you know. <laughs> and suddenly, suddenly his yellow, suddenly his giant yellow eyes make more sense to you, maybe. <laughs> I th- I think it might have come up at some point. I mean, I don't know what you can what you can do about that, but obviously, I you know. Don't obviously I don't fit in. I have to constantly hide from everything. Well, I suppose if there's any way I can help with that, it's to establish a connection to classic anxiety of dissimilarity. The idea that you're sort of an imposter amongst a, a crowd of real people, and therefore you don't exactly combine right with them. Yeah, yeah, you'd be right about that. Which, you know, in your case, it's got a physical aspect to it, too. But, you know, mentally, the anxiety is just as uh, unneeded as it is for any normal person, you know? Well, I mean, how do you, how do you mean? I mean, even if you do feel like uh, you're a physical outcast, uh, people don't make, uh, make uh, friend relationships, for the most part, based on physical attributes. They make them on social attributes. Uh, I mean, and, and I, I, I assume you don't have. I well, I mean, there, there was there was guy who still lives here. I don't really like to talk about it that much, but there was somebody who wasn't that. I guess they weren't exactly a friend if that happened. I'm just lucky he didn't rat me out to anybody. Interesting. Well, all I'm saying is, inside you're still a person with all the exact same potential for social involvement is that anyone else you just got a bit of a different physical sort of form you know i suppose yeah so i guess my advice to you is don't use your physical form as an excuse to keep yourself recluse from the everyone else you know if you're looking for people to turn to just remember social skills are skills you can practice just like anything else yeah yeah you're yeah you're right thanks doctor no problem
Anything else you need to talk about? I don't think that's. I think that's all for. I think that's all. I can't think of anything else right now. All right then. You got any problems? Yeah. Actually, I'll, yeah. You don't. Well, do you actually go to the school I work at? Yeah. Yeah. The you work at the middle school, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Yeah, I'm in the same class. I'm in same classes with Emma. All right then. Feel free to set up an appointment with me if you need something else to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good luck out there, Scott. Yeah. Thanks, Doctor. Kind of puts out his hand to shake it. He shakes it. Yeah, and then <laughs> then awkwardly walks out the door. And uh, probably in, a, in a, about an hour, hour and a half, um, she, she goes to her room to pack her stuff. Yeah. And uh, Scott's well, going to try and get her on the way back up because he doesn't want to talk to her in the same room as George for reasons. <laughs> when when uh, I'd like I'd like to think that's like. That like uh, she has to walk past him and then like he catches her arm and then she just hugs him. Yeah. So this is you're just just moving, right? Yeah, I'm just moving. We'll still we'll still hang out together. Yeah. It's not in the same room, like oh that room. It's fine. We'll always have the library. Yeah. Well, and she'll kiss him. Yeah. He'll return the kiss. Why not? I'm sorry. I like living with you. It's fine. Like the like the rare nights where I can just kind of stealth my way into your bed and sleep there. Yeah. Can't can't live with him anymore. That's it. No, oh, I, I I understand. I wish there was another way, but there isn't. Yeah. I I just I just want you to be happy. I want you to be happy too. It's just everything's so fucked up right now. No. Yeah, I don't think either, I don't think any of us asked for this. We didn't. I gotta, I gotta get my stuff. Yeah, I'll, I can, I can help you. Okay, thanks. Demon. So there's a uh, very somber walk back to the room. Yeah. All right. All right. I think we'll, we've been guided on a lot. So, uh, Amanda, take it away. Uh, alright, um, is, has Neil at all fallen asleep in the past, like, two days of sitting by Manny's side? Probably briefly for a couple of hours, then woken up. He hasn't eaten. Erowina and the good doctor have to give him water, because he just won't move. Okay, well, alright. Well, if, if at any point, well, okay, so, at a point where you're, like, starting to kind of wake up from your sleep... Uh, having being a super soldier and having all these excellent sensing abilities, you kind of notice that you're not alone in the room. Erwina, is that you? When you uh, say something, you hear a little bit of a, a a movement behind you. Slumps his head around. Uh, there's like an air vent that's closer to the the middle of the the wall, and it looks like someone just slipped through it, exiting the room. He goes to he calls out to there and goes, uh, "Who's there?" No answer. He appreciate. He goes. He appreciates your well wishes, and then leaves, and then goes just standing, sitting next to Mandy, not just kind of slumped over, hungry but not eating, thirsty but has to get water brung to him. He's not leaving until Manny wakes up. Okay, okay. That's all I had. Yeah, that that should wrap it up. We'll do Manny waking up and all this. Yeah, shit. in the in a second session. <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, Sam actually wanted me to run a short vignette for him.
I imagine this is happening like after Emma's, after Emma and Scott are helping, or Emma, Emma and Scott are uh, taking her things to another room. Well, yeah, well, yeah, like uh, after Scott ran off to follow Emma. Okay. Um, so George is gonna just kind of sit down on the bed and like, oh shit, that could have gone better. And what could have gone better, George? Um, we can't stay here anymore, Condor. We can't. I can't. All right. But. I think I've got an idea of where we can go. What's that, George? Butch only tried to kill me because I was a danger to him here, and because of how similar we were. If I'm not mistaken, it was because you were a danger to everyone here. Or so he claimed. So he claimed. But he's not here. Where he is, he's doing something. Something something big. Am I right? Seems that way. Organizing a revolution, according to what that boy was saying. Yeah, whatever that means. But... May very well be similar to El Che. You never know. Interesting though. And I think that's where I think that's where I need to be. Are you going to join him, George? Yeah, that's the idea. First, I think the only way we can do that we gotta find Newt. Very well. Would you like me to look for him for you? If you can. In his world he'll stand up, stretch his wings, stretch out his stretch out his legs and talons, do do what you would what you would imagine would be a what would be a condor cracking his neck. Um and then uh roll me uh Sierra guidance. Alright. Um, so right now that is, is that back up to full or is he still? I'll say it's back up to full. Why not? Spirit, spirit guidance. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. And a tenth die. Ten. times two. Give me, um, looks like three fives. Three fives? Three fives. All right. George Newt. Here's... He's in the woods again, but not the same place he was before. This time, a little further north. He might have an outpost there. Okay. I'm thinking I'm seeing a taller hill. How far? How far? How far from where we fought him? Would he? A fair ways. You're going to be walking north instead of instead of northwest or northeast, okay. rather. I think it was northeast. They said. I forget. Okay. All right. Tallest hill. Tallest hill to the north. Tallest hill to the north. If he has an outpost there. All right. Can you? Take me to the clearing where we fought him. I can, George. Would you like to fly there, or would you like to go through less conventional means? As much as I dislike the less conventional means, I think flying is a little bit too obvious right now. We want to be useful to them, not a liability. Very well. Okay. So, uh... So George is going to stop for a second and throw a bunch of clothes into a bag and sling the guitar case over his shoulder and... Okay, let's go. All right, and now I finally get to show how Condor gets around. Um, a uh, the, uh, the the non-conventional means. Um, a, a small Condor, small version of Condor appears on your shoulder in a burst of fire, burst of quick fire, um, and then jumps off of your shoulder. Uh, grows grows a bit larger, um, about uh, half human size. Um, then goes to the wall. Uh, jams his beak into the wall, and rather than actually breaking the wall. Um, rather than actually just tearing, like, like just destroying the wall entirely, it's almost like his beak goes through it. And then as he moves his head from, from, from this part of the wall, like from, from the wall to the floor, it almost sounds like a, like a record scratching as he just tears open a black space, a black space that just, it hurts your head to look at. All right, Condor, let's go. Yes, and as usual, George, follow me. Mm-hmm. Um, also, again, I would advise you close your eyes. Just hold on to my wing. He does. Lead the way. You crawl in, 
And after after you you know crawl in, um, the uh, the hole shrinks and disappears. Um, about five minutes pass before that same hole appears again, pretty much upon a tree, upon one a larger tree. Um, and uh, yeah, you kind of you, you kind of crawl out. Um, you, uh, you, you crawl out, uh, very close by where you fought Newt. Um, because it's, it's increasingly obvious why Condor took you here and not into the clearing. Because there are a lot of police in the clearing. Ah, okay. Fair enough. Okay. The Condor hops out of the, of the hole first, um, helping you out, and then stands by your side. Stay, staying about, about waist height the entire time. Okay. Let's go find, let's go find him. Very well, George. Follow me. Start walking after him. Okay. Um, it's a fair, fairly distant journey. Um, you are walking about, you know, the sun goes down by the time you, by the time you even think you got there. Um, and the signs, actually, give me a brief notice. Okay. Sure, check how many dice that is. God damn it. Um, three tens. Three tens, okay. Um, the signs that you're getting close are, uh, they're, 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 they're evident to you. And you get the feeling that if it weren't for the fact that you have Condor, you know, who, who helps guide you and helps make you aware of, of your, of your surroundings. Right. You wouldn't have noticed this. Yeah. But the little things that are changed around here, the little, you know, the movement in the brush that doesn't look, that looks a little too tall for a deer. Or, um, you know, tiny, tiny scratches in bark. Just these, these evidence of people, but in a, in a single straight path. Um, and you know that you're on the right track. You don't have that you're on the right track. Condor is just like, I would advise caution, George. Yeah. This is a very dangerous man. George is gonna, okay, um, is before, like, get right up to the edge of where Condor says Newt is and, um, George is gonna take the, drop his bag with the clothes and take the guitar off his back and pull out lighter. Open, play it close a couple times, breathe, and he's gonna walk forward and shout for Newt. Uh, you hear a click behind you. <laughs> Not here to fight! Heard you coming. I figured you did. You're looking for me. Revenge, maybe. No, not revenge. I see. Trade of information. Trade of information. Go on. You tell me where Benjamin Bradley is, where I can find him so I can join up with him. I'll tell you where Manny is. Can you... <clears throat> Sorry. Can you show me where he is? Been around too long to trust the word of others. Fair enough. Condor. And then perhaps I'll do the same. Condor, give him a vision. Yes, George. Very well. And Condor... Yes? He shot me in the face. Make it hurt a little bit. Very well. Um, and you're having Condor show him exactly where Manny is? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, when you look at Newt, if there is any pain you don't notice, at this point you probably question if he even can recognize that he's, that he, that he, that he feels pain anymore. Um, and, uh, by the end of it, he, uh, sighs. I see. We'll take you to Benjamin then. I appreciate it. Be advised. This will hurt. And he punches you out. He punches me out. <laughs> he just punches you out. All right, fair enough. Um, uh, you come to, okay, you come to, uh, you know, as, as, as you come to the, uh, there's kind of light and hurts your eyes, hurts your head. 
Um, feels like it's above you, kind of like burning your burning your back. Uh, hello. And <laughs> you hear you hear someone say, "Oh, oh, he's awake. Hold, uh, hold on, let's let's uh let's get let's, let's get Butch." Um, Real good operation, you guys got going here. And as you look, you, you can't you can't really see who is talking, but as you look around, it, it's like uh, you're you're in. It looks like you're in kind of a looks like a, pretty, a fairly decrepit place. Um, there's uh, a light without there's just a, a light hanging from a ceiling above your head. Um, you're tied to a chair. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's it would be sort of like sort of like an interrogation room or some kind of some sort of vague dungeon like thing. If it weren't for the fact that there's no door. You could really just walk out if it weren't for the fact that you that, that you're tied up. Um, and uh, yeah, looking out, I mean, you see there are lights out in the room beyond. Um, and you can sort of vaguely spot other kids out there. Um, the uh, your jaw hurts notably. You're punched by a super soldier. Yeah, that knew that was probably gonna happen. And uh, yeah, about uh, ten minutes pass, and you you hear a uh, walking coming uh, coming coming in your direction, and uh, then. Uh, at, 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 the end, at the end of it, you see uh, there's, a, there's a couple of kids. Um, a couple of kids again. They look your age, uh, wearing some some kind of ratty clothes. Um, and they're flanking a familiar a familiar man, a familiar redheaded redhead, redheaded young man, um, who uh, strikes you as fairly, despite the fact that he's wearing kind of like a ragged looking duster. The fact of the matter is, he's he's kind of he's kind of carrying himself now and dressing himself in a way that would befit someone of authority. And as soon as soon as he sees you, he just looks at, looks at, looks at the other two. Ah, come on! Didn't I tell you to untie him? But I mean, Butch, he no, for God's sakes, untie him! Not a goddamn animal. Uh, uh, that's more like it. I'm glad somebody around here knows what he's doing. Even uh, Butch. Hey George. Hey Ben. Been, been good. Been good. So uh. You have to forgive me for skipping the uh, what's called a uh, formal formal um, courtesies. Uh, starts 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 with an F. I think I'm trying to think of the word here. Formalities. Yeah, there we go. I apologize. I want to apologize for uh, skipping those, but not a problem. Someone coming to look for me. It's a bit strange, you know. Especially someone that I tried to kill. Well, you know, to be fair, at the time I kind of had it coming. Oh yeah, yeah, you did. Um, George, you were a goddamn loose cannon. If you had a badge and a gun, I'd ask for them. Nay, I would demand them. Well, that's kind of what I'm here about. Go on. And the uh, before, before you can before you can go on, one of the, one of the kids is just like, wait, Butch, don't get guys, get out of here. This is private now. Come on, scram. And they proceed to scram. And then he uh, he stands in the doorway, leaning up against the uh, leaning up against the frame, arms over his chest. Ugh, George is gonna stretch and. Ugh, God, that's better. All right. What's enough for that? No, I'm I'm okay. All right, I wasn't gonna give you anything anyway. Yeah, I figured. I guess the simplest way to say it is I'm here to join up. All right. All right. Well, I'd make two people here with uh, powers. Who's the first? You met him already. All right. That man made a. I mean, you ever see MacGyver? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Newt shit. We didn't even have the materials to make a bomb, and he made a fucking bomb. He made a lot more. But I'm not going to get into that just yet here. George damn near burned down my old home. Well, that was back when I was, uh, I don't know, not adjusted. Not adjusted to what? What I can do. What I care about. What do you care about? Butch, you're the only one who I've seen in a long time who's been able to make a difference for anything. Wish to hell you were the first person who told me that here. 
And I guess if you were, I wouldn't be having this here, or would I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, right now, right now, I just need to help something succeed. And if you're behind this, then I'm behind you. Do you even know what we're doing? Doesn't matter. Should matter. Someone like you. The world hates us, George. Whole goddamn world, man. And I've found my people. Yeah, maybe, maybe. We're uh, sure Newt said it before. We're pretty much an army of wild dogs. Pretty much what we are. Everybody is destitute, kicked aside, shunned by the world. And it sounds like I'm in exactly the place I'm supposed to be. Yeah, I'd say. George, you got to understand, man. There is a point where you and me are enemies. I can't, you, you, can't, you, you can't come here and say, I want to join you, and then have me just trust you by default. No, I understand. I'd be, I'd, 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 I wouldn't even made it to Frida's if I was loose like that. So, tell you what. Help me trust you. Help me trust that you're telling the truth. That you are here to help something succeed, and that you're not going to go goddamn crazy on me and burn the place down. What do you need done? Well, Newt tells me, uh, one kid, one girl, uh, Emma, she's still pretty dangerous. Yeah, I'd say so. Get her to me. In what condition? Don't matter to me. We're just going to make her less dangerous, that's all. Alright, I can do that. Don't matter to me how. Either convincing her, or knocking the hell out. I don't really... I'm not really the type to beat a woman, but someone's dangerous. Someone can just tell you something and then have you do it. It's kind of a desperate situation, yeah. You know? Yep, yep, I do. Now, there is the case that Emma's in no shape to be any kind of an antagonist to you, but you want her neutralized, I suppose that can happen. I mean, she's not really in the case. She's not really uh, any sort of antagonist. She wouldn't even use her power to save the kid she is with. Wouldn't even use it to save his life. She cowered in the corner and was useless. Ah, hell, buddy. You gotta know how it works on the inside. Not in jail, but inside, uh, you know, the world where people use each other to get things done. Someone wants, someone, someone wants me bad enough, and they know what she can do, they can make her do it. Oh, I guarantee it. And it means too. I mean, you know what they say. It's the, uh, people that, uh, the people up high, people that make sure things don't change, are the smart ones. They could outsmart her, trick her, convince her to do something, or torture the poor girl. Torture her until she agrees to anything. This shit yeah. happens, man. Yeah. It's yeah, just plentiful. Fair. So she's powerful and she's irrational. That's well, kind of familiar. Yeah. Anyways, bud, I said I don't give a damn what state she's in. I don't give a damn if uh, you convinced her or you just drug her hair against her, against her will. Let's say Monday. Next Monday. I mean, next Monday. Yeah, well, this this whole damn thing, it's, uh, it's a big operation. It's that big of an operation. I'll just take care of it tonight. Oh. Things are chaotic there. I was able to leave with no problem. It'd be a good time to do it. Just All right. One thing. Yeah. Can I not be getting hit in the face every time I want to leave or come here? That'd be great. All right. Just something about that. Uh, that's the case, though. You gotta understand... This is a sensitive thing here, man. Now I'm sure you're. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're more than capable of uh, getting out of here. Um, you got. Uh, you got a good friend. I'm sure. I'm sure, he's got a good sense of direction. Matter of um, fact. And uh, all right. Tell you what, man. Using your friends. Well, I'm gonna be introduced to you, by the way, in a way that doesn't end with uh, him trying to tear my face off. Fair enough. You want to do that now? Sure. Let's show the guys. We're gonna see it someday, eventually. 
So George will stand up and walk outside. Come on. And he motions you to come out. And, uh, you know, out there you find, uh, this is a big place. This is a really big place. Tall ceiling. You can't see any lights. You can't see any outside lights. And you don't see any windows either. Um, in this main room, there are, there are a bunch of, bunch of kids. Uh, you can't count this many. There could be dozens, a hundred more. Um, this is a small army. Uh, but yeah, he motions you to come on out and, uh, and walks with you to the, uh, the center of the room. All right. All right, everybody. Gonna be new friends. Not George. I'm George. And this Condor, if you'd be so kind. Condor appears as large Condor. Yeah. Give him a show. Someone screams. Uh, fire, fire licks the ground and, uh, and, uh, he comes out pretty much just posing practically, chest out. Um, he's big. He's, he's big. He's strong. Um, George is gonna walk up and, uh, reach one hand up and lay it on Condor's neck and this is Condor. There are a lot of, you, you, uh, you heard, you heard scream, you heard, you heard screams, you heard shouts. Um, then there's a lot of silence, which is just like, I told you all about this guy, about the bird here. Newt's affirmed it. He ain't gonna hurt you. He says, looking around. This thing was gonna hurt you. Well, he don't know where the gun's pointed at him, but it's pointed at him. Oh, Gondor. Nice to see you not trying to tear my face open. Condor just says nothing. He's just posing like a boss. Alright. Alright, that's enough. Thank you, George. Condor, if you'd be so kind. Condor bows his head, and then, um, another light show as, uh, as he disappears. More flames looking, looking the, uh, the solid, the, uh, the cold concrete. Um, some of them intentionally missing, missing Butch, but he doesn't seem to flinch at them. <laughs> it's like they come inches from him and he's just kind of standing there still with his arms over his chest. Alright, let's go back to talking in private. And pulls you back, he, uh, motions for you to follow him back into the room. Alright, here's the deal. Stay in Frida's for a little, for a bit. Do what? Spy um, first off, get the girl. Right. Get the girl next Monday. <sighs> Say, Get you here next Monday by 8 o'clock in the evening. If that happens, we take care of her, and we'll uh, move on from there. Sound good, bud? Works for me. He extends his hand. George takes it, shakes it. Good to know. I, uh, good to know not everything's bitter. Things change. Yeah. And when they don't, on their own, people change them. Now, uh, they'll find the exit. It's the last entrance. There's only one of each. It's all the way, it's all the way back there. And he points, he points at the main room, and you see a, uh, doorway at the far end of it. Mm-hmm. It's a ladder, takes you topside. Well, takes you out of the bunker. So exactly how far underground are we? Pretty far. That's what I thought. Under that big mountain? Uh, you'll see. Enjoy the view when you're up there. I will. Alright. Um, you'll find a way to get in contact with me if you need to. I got people, yeah. Alright. Evening Butch walks out. Alright. Now as you, uh, climb the ladder for what feels like God, forever. This is the longest ladder. Um, your arms are hurting by the end of it. Uh, you open a hatch. Um, you find, yeah, your guess was right. That uh, we're, 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 you know, the hills sort of uh, lead up into kind of a, uh, a taller hill slash small mountain mm-hmm. where you can just sort of see over all of Troy. You're pretty much on the side of that. Excellent. All right. Condor is in your head. What do you plan on doing, George? Whatever I want to. And if Condor could smile, he would. Very good, George. You're getting the hang of it now. And yeah, so that's the end of the vignette. Fuck yes. Holy balls. Well, shit's gonna go down (laughs) next session. (laughs) 
I'm sorry, Amanda. I'm sorry. I'm cool sorry. With it. <laughs> I've wanted to see Hammerstein and Condor fight for a long time now. I want to see Neil and Neil and uh, Condor fight for a while now, but I think Neil's going to be busy with the assault on the good doctor's office. That's impending. Yep. Yes, please defend that office. I, I gave up my finger for that office. Oh, you're going to have a, a pretty awesome bit of help if things go Yeah, well. I'm hoping on some Diablo sex mechana. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, George is not a nice person. George is gonna be dead, prop. Either gonna be dead or out of action after this. Or well, I mean, like oh, you, 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 uh, you, you, you mistake things. Just uh, no, no, no huge spoiler that George will probably continue to live in the the halfway home for the duration of this. What? Just <laughs> <laughs> no one. Everyone will hate him, and no one will talk to him. No. No one will know. No one no will one know. <laughs> Who will know? He will. Suddenly, gigantic plot exposition by Norman Rogers. Well, Emma will know. <laughs> this was such a predictable turn of events. Well, first off, if you don't, like, just flat-out kill Emma, she'll know. And then Emma's missing. Oh, I wonder who... Well, the thing is, I'm, I'm pretty sure that whatever Butch is going to do to take out Emma's ability isn't going to cause her any harm. And there's a lot of ways for George to get Emma to that location that aren't going to make him be evil. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, though, Scott will probably run interference. You have to you have to take in these to account. Well, if, you know, George comes and says he's got, you know, if Manny happens to be captured for some reason. Again. Which, again. Which will have all a new getting. No one cares about him until he's unconscious. Yeah. I see how it is. <laughs> hey, we <laughs> have bro times in the park. Point. But yeah, I, I, when Matt hears this, he's going to go, oh, that, well, there goes everything I planned. <laughs> the same as me. I was like, okay, yeah, we'll have like a little brief downtime before shit gets real again, you know? A little resting place. Nope. Continue as with always, Frida's. We just gotta continue to climaxes. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I think you're forgetting about the wild card in this plan of yours. Him? No balls, no jingles. Oh, <laughs> jingles. <laughs> I was gonna say Dr. G, but you know, she's gonna show up and smack you or something, <laughs> then walk away. <laughs> Not actually stop anything, but you'll feel yeah. bad. Oh, will you feel bad? <laughs> I don't know. That just felt like the only thing he would do at that point. Still. Like, like, like I said, no no huge spoiler, but uh, if things go as they're going to go, it'll be George pretty much continuing to be with the party at all times, but really probably working against them. So, wait, they're gonna... Something like that. Poor Emma. And it's gonna end with Emma getting fucked again. Well, Nate's already writing Emma out of the campaign anyway, so... Uh, I liked Emma, though. She... Like I mean, too. yeah, I mean, yeah, but if Nate wants to take her out, Nate can take her out. Uh, still, I, it's, it's kind of the same, it, like, it's kind of the same bullshit you're pulling with, uh, with you know, it's k- like when you can pay it all, RJ and all, you know, RJ and John want to be out, like, and Emma is kind of the, one of the critical NPCs. Or PCs. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that I, that I want to just completely kill this girl off. <laughs> it's sounding I, like I, it. I, 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 do, I just don't want to, I just want to RP her for a little while, a little while. George isn't even a person anymore. He's a plot device. And you know, Matt's probably going to go. He's oh, a plot oh, device oh, for punching. Oh God! <laughs> you know, the only MP, PC in my little plot's going to be missing. Well, that's going to go up. I'm just saying, you know, make sure to think this shit out. Maybe Kurt will I'm, save I'm, the day. I'm pretty sure. I don't think you know how how much Nate plans. 
stuff's been thought out. I guarantee it. I don't even know what he's doing, but I know there's like ten pages of notes in his computer somewhere. There's ten pages of notes in my head, and then and and then Sam was just like, "All right, so George is gonna go join Butch," and then I was like, "Go through these ten pages in my head. Go through these. Ah, fuck it. Throw them out." <laughs> I will raise an army of dance fighters. That was that was one of the better. That was like one of the one of the cooler moments we've ever had in this yeah, game. Yeah, it was really cool. But also, I'm very sad because I did like George a lot. I mean, he's still likable. No, <laughs> no. no. everything has been tainted. Yeah, there's no. an interesting thing about betrayal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, of everything. He's awful. Yeah, he he had a chance when he was talking with Doctor G, and then he go, "Nope, I'm going to be a villain now." <laughs> well, no, I mean it's the it was the talk with Doctor G that was like, "Okay, nope, we're done here." Oops. <laughs> Which Way you know, go, James. That's not, not Doctor G. My bad. <laughs> that's just George B. 